Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you got a business, that you didn't build that. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Oh, 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 oh. You didn't build that. What do we got here? It's an airplane for shooting marshmallows. You didn't build that. Mitt Romney strikes me so hard. Makes me feel like Shirley Sharrat. Out of context, those words aren't mine. Private sector is doing fine. Feels good when the economy's weak. Responding with a national security leak. Osama bin Laden, I killed. And that was a mission you didn't build. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. If you've given three dollars before, I'm asking again for a few dollars more. Clint Eastwood and the empty chair would be better than this Republican pair. Shut up! It's my turn. Let's wrap together. Go ahead. You've got a lot to learn, Mr. Ryan. In his pouch for retail, and maybe it's just a brighter shade of pale. Mr. Romney and his friends on Wall Street. What I'm saying is, you're super banking. He and here is a woman met killed, but that was an attack ad. You didn't build. You didn't build that. Build that. I want everybody to give a huge round of applause to one of the best, Jennifer Granholm. Stop. Obama time. The race is still in play. I gotta be careful about what I say. And so, from the Australian nation, I will be introducing these strong translations. The Republican Party and the debt ceiling. Quite driving the eccentric lunar right. There are those who don't believe my birth certificate. There are nut jobs on the internet. To your guts. Keep on clinging to myself. I'll be singing. I'm so in love with you. What we need now is the Colbert Bomb. But just for a minute, let's all do the Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah. Not bad, huh? You didn't build that. I'm curious about your reaction when the president said, You didn't build that. That goes against everything I feel and love about this country. You didn't build that. Hogan, this is the real American booking. Do you smell what Barack has cooked? Morning in America. Not quite. It's pre-done, but we will soon see the lights. Financial straits remain dire. You've got to remember, I did not start a fire. It was notorious GOP. And if you choose to vote for me, I will not just call you. Maybe. I am ready to go all the way, baby. That promise will be fulfilled. So join this chorus. You didn't build About this. You didn't build that. Get on Facebook. Get on Twitter. You didn't build that. We, we got a hashtag that I want everybody to use. You didn't build that. You could even try Google Plus. Anything is possible. You didn't build that. It's been very amusing to me to watch media outlets rush to provide the context. But they're taking it out of context. It doesn't matter because they have that misleading soundbite. Subtleties are not what the vote's about. It's a worldview. They want to win. They're not going to put anything in context. There's no taking Obama out of context. I don't think you can take the tone out of context. And then the election can become a campaign ad. The point the president was making is so basic. I don't even think anyone actually disagrees with it. Obama should have known better. You don't put the subject anywhere apart from a predicate. That was pretty good. <laughs> I was actually going to say good morning. And I'm actually going to say good evening. Welcome to the Druff and Drexel Show, Poker Fraud Alert Radio, October 30th, 2012. And tonight, we have a number of things we're going to get to. I have my co-host with me, as usual, Brandon Drexel Gerson. And this is actually the night of the final table of the World Series of Poker main event down to three players right now as we speak and Greg Merson is ahead by a lot against the other two players 104 million chips 
and the other two are in the 40s, and we'll be updating that throughout the night. I just wanted to make an announcement really quickly. Next week, at this time, we're going to have a good idea who's going to be our next president. That's why I play this little uh, political parody song. You didn't build that. We're going to find out if it's Romney or Obama next week. And I want to be able to watch the results of the election without the distraction of a radio show. And I don't want to distract myself from the radio show while watching the election. So this is going to be delayed by one day next week. We're going to do the show on Wednesday, November 8th at 7 p.m., just 24 hours later than what you would otherwise expect. And uh, the next week we'll be back to the normal Tuesday at 7 o'clock time. So, again, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Drexel show. And uh, I'm going to have Brandon on here in a second to talk all about the main event going on right now, plus many other things that are going on in the poker world and other things that have nothing to do with poker that we do anyway on this show. Okay, we're going to try this again. If you're listening in the archives, what happened was we were having sound issues big time. And uh, it's internet issues on my end. I'm actually watching it happen. Hopefully these will end. But that's why it was chopping in and out. Uh, I'm trying to get that fixed. But uh, we were having uh, internet connectivity issues, which is why uh, it was chopping in and out like that. So I apologize for that. I may have to... uh, do some creative editing when it gets to the archives, but uh, anyway, it's too bad because uh, Brandon and I were just discussing Greg Merson and uh, the other World Series Final Three here in the main event and whether they're known, and he was saying that Greg Merson was a well-respected cash player online but uh, hadn't really become that well-known in the live world. But, you know, good for him if he's uh, a legitimate good player, successful, like, you know, several-year player who just uh, hasn't gotten known and has uh, finally hit the big time. Um, Good for him. I'm not sure what part got cut off, but I, I'll just go over it real fast what I said again. He also won the last event that preceded the main event, which was a six-max no-limit tournament, which was his first bracelet. And I had the World Series on briefly for about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so at the most, and they showed Phil Ivey in the stands. And uh, I'm not sure w- which of the three commentators, obviously, is Norman Chad and... Alon McCarron, as well as uh, Antonio, um, <clears throat> one, one of the three had commented that Ivy was there showing support for Merson. That's why he was actually at the Rio. They showed him in the stands sitting by himself, not uh, with any buddies or just empty seats on both sides of him. Uh, but uh, I, I wonder, obviously, there's there's two thoughts of thinking here. Either Ivy staked Merson, that's why he's there, or there's some odd friendship that that i mean i you know you, i don't know you just wouldn't think you know and i guess you never really know who hangs out with who but you re- really wouldn't think there was a personal connection so i would actually say it's more likely that somehow uh there's ivy has some financial stake in in the tournament i guess but uh he was there and like i said it was announced that he was there because of his uh friendship and support of merson and again by far merson is is a very he is a very well-known player just not in the live tournament uh and i guess online tournament world but in terms of cash games back in the day very very prolific he actually moved to uh, canada and he's continued to play on uh, poker stars since black black friday okay well 
You know, people have asked me before. Oh, and I'm sorry. And also, yeah, Rollo's also pointing out that Merson was wearing an ivy patch. I can't think of. I, I don't know if it said Ivy Poker or something along those lines. I think it actually is, and I'm not even sure what that is. Somebody wants to maybe Google it and just see if Ivy has some, if it's a training site or a new online site he's starting. But he was the only one of the final nine wearing uh, this patch. So maybe that's also a reason why Ivy's there. Maybe they didn't even know each other, and Ivy or Ivy's people approached him. Uh, since since it, it, since this started, everyone has talked that, that he was the heads-on favorite to win not just because he had a decent uh stack size but just because of his talent so that that could also be why yeah well okay as i said good for him and um we'll see and we'll report uh even though some of you are probably watching any we'll report if there's some kind of action with mercer or someone else winning tonight as we do this broadcast it will probably be all over tonight so uh I think Merson's going to take it from what I've seen, but people have asked me before, why don't you know all these things? Why don't you know all the players? Why don't you follow uh, poker on TV? Follow all who the hot players are of the day? When you have a radio show on poker, isn't this your responsibility to follow this stuff? And my answer is no. Uh, the reason I don't is because I'm a poker player, I'm not a poker fan, and I'm not trying to be degrading to those who are poker fans, but it's just something... I'm just not interested in poker from the fan standpoint. I'm more interested in it from a player standpoint, and kind of like from the industry standpoint. I like following stories about the poker industry, which is why I run a site called PokerFraudAlert.com. But uh, as far as individual players, and who's hot and who's not, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take casual notice of these things, but it's not something that excites me. Uh, I think partially just because I'm a player myself, and... Uh, I, I don't get excited about other people that play. I can admire certain people for their results or their skill, but it just isn't something that excites me like watching baseball or basketball. So that's just me. Anyway, um, uh, apologies to those who uh, were affected here by the poor sound quality at the beginning. I'm going to try to edit the archive so it doesn't sound as bad. So I uh, just want to let everyone know we have a free roll once again for $50. Actually, it's more than $50. Let me tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be 50 Somebody added a little bit of money here. You know what? I'll just make it 50 this week, and uh, the added money I'll do next week. Um, just keep the original price below I stated. $20 for first, 12 for second, 7 for third, 6 for fourth, 5 for fifth. We're paying five spots at $50 free roll. It's a limit hold'em this week. For those of you that got tired of No Limit, we have Limit Hold'em this week. I think next week we'll have another game. And then we'll go back to No Limit. Uh, 7.40 p.m. Pacific Time. And it's starting in 17 minutes. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. And you know what? Tonight I'm going to be generous. And tonight I will make no requirements for who qualifies for that money. Other than if you were banned or suspended from Poker Fraud Alert, you don't qualify. But anybody else, if you don't have an account, or if... Uh, if you do have an account, whenever it was, I'll let you qualify tonight. Even though the post says otherwise, tonight I will let you qualify. Because there's some people that are coming in and listening to this from uh, some other sources where I promoted the show. So I want everyone to have a chance tonight, except for those who are banned. So No Fraud Online Poker Room, you can find that by clicking on uh, the No Fraud Online Poker link near the top of the screen. You need an account, but you don't need any chips. Just you have an account registered, just... Go right on over and go to the tournament section and start playing at 7.40. Make sure to register by 7.40 or it will not let you in. No late registration. 
So, uh, anyway, uh, on to the next topic. I don't know how much more there is to say about the World Series final table. I haven't really watched much. I don't think I'm really qualified to talk about it. And I'm sure there's plenty of other shows that you can listen to that will give a lot of uh, detailed analysis of the play of the World Series of Poker final table. Uh, I do want to talk about something else that's happening this week. Nothing having to do with the World Series, but a pretty big story. The Merged Network, which is one of the bigger networks, actually the biggest network right now, for U.S. players to play online. It kind of rose to prominence when Black Friday happened and we lost Poker Stars, Full Tilt, and uh, UB to U.S. players. Merge rose up and became the number one. Far cry from what online poker used to be, but nevertheless, it's number one. Well, starting two days from now, November 1st, you won't be able to transfer between you and other players. No more player-to-player transfers on Merge as of November 1st. And that's a pretty big deal because it's very hard to deposit. Uh, For example, and I'm not trying to pick on Hero Poker here because I play on there, and that's actually the skin I've preferred to play on since uh, I got on the Merge Network, but uh, if you go to try to deposit on Hero, you have very few options. You have an option for click-to-pay, which you can't even sign up for as a U.S. player anymore. Uh, Then there's like two Western Union-type options, and that's it. No credit card, no EFT, nothing like that. Very hard. When did they stop the click to pay in America? Because it seems like I, I don't even think I've ever been able to sign up. Every online poker site, even Stars, always had it as an option back then. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a while ago, but it's very hard to deposit onto sites like that. And uh, I haven't checked every merge skin; they're all a little bit different as far as the deposit options. But uh, it just is very tough to deposit right now, and also kind of hard to withdraw. Most of the sites don't have any kind of wire option. In fact, uh, I think all of them don't have any kind of official wire option. Uh, A few of them will do it behind the scenes if you know the right people. But uh, for the most part, you're restricted to $2,500 a month in checks, which take about four weeks to generate on Merge. So um, a lot of ways people get money on and off Merge is by trading. And there's a big trading thread on 2 Plus 2 where you can advertise what money you want to trade and hook you you know hook yourself up with people who want to trade and yeah you can end up getting rolled but provided you deal with people who have a pretty good reputation uh you can get your money on and off the site sometimes at a cost speaking of which Jeff there was some very unfortunate news yesterday uh going out i think in either 6th or 7th place was uh PFAs and the former site's very own Mike Esposito oh yeah so we didn't that was our boy so i that we didn't talk about that yeah that's too bad i just i do want to mention that Mike Esposito hell of a run kid will uh We'll see you next year. Maybe we'll try to get him on this show, and then we, we won't tell him till he comes on why we're interested in him in particular. You know, it's funny. Actually, I saw the knockout interview on YouTube or I don't know, some somewhere. Maybe it was Poker News. I don't know. And uh, it's like a old – it kind of looks like Eric Seidel. looks nothing like the, what you'd picture Mike Esposito would look like. <laughs> and uh, Well, neither did, so, uh, neither did Peter Falcone. He didn't look like Mike Esposito yeah. either. Yeah, and he actually went on to say that he thinks he was pretty sure he was, he was glad he cashed. I think he made 1.7 million or something like that because in all likelihood he he claimed his home was either destroyed or flooded. He lived somewhere up in New York that got hard hit by the storm. Wow. So, but anyhow, uh, shout out to Mike Esposito. What if Mike Esposito had a really expensive house and he actually ended up losing money overall <laughs> this week? Would yeah. that be the worst? Yeah, you finish seventh in the World Series of Poker and you lose money for the week. <laughs> Jesus, unbelievable. Well. Anyway, uh, we'll try to have Mike Esposito on, and then we'll we'll break it to him 
when we get him on, provided we do, we'll break it to him why we have an interest in him and nobody else. And it has nothing to do with him. It has to do with us. Uh, and actually, he- I guess we might as well just get out of the way real fast, Ruff. Uh, as always, I mean, we just keep getting beat to the punch week after week. Quad Jacks. <laughs> Actually had Mike Esposito on. Oh, I forgot right about that. They already, up, that's right. They Did already got him on. This? Shit. They always beat us. Well, I, I guess there's no point to do a second interview, but uh, at least I'm going to play the interview they had with him. That was uh, that was him describing his thought process on the final hand. <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm okay. sorry. So anyhow, Mer- Merge Network. The Merge Network. Um. People traded to get money on and off the site. It was an important way to get money both ways. Because if you bust, you couldn't really reload. And if you wanted to cash out, you were stuck to 2500 max per month and wait four weeks for it. So now that this is going to be disabled, this could cause a real headache for people who want to play on the network. And there are some stories as to why this is being done. There's some theories... Uh, it's not known. It's not even known if the transfers will come back. There were some rumors that they will come back on November 15th, in which case it's not that big of a deal. It's only two weeks. But if they don't come back, I don't see how the Merge Network really survives because people just really can't get money on there. You'll probably have some people who have a ton of money anyway and can't get it off that'll be playing. You're going to have some fish that deposit through like sportsbook sites that will be playing. But that's it. Like Unless they fix this transfer thing. But uh, from what I'm so- hearing... I mean, let me ask you real fast, Jeff. I have not played the the last site that I played online poker uh, like yourself was on Hero, and that's because I knew the CEO. I felt comfortable, and uh, you know, I was getting money sent to me, and I just felt comfortable with the arrangement. And I have not played online poker now in almost a year. I mean, not one single hand. And what I'm curious is, it's hard to get money on. It's hard to get money off. And from what I keep hearing, the games aren't good. Why is anybody playing? Well, um, you know, I felt like you about a few months ago. I just said, this isn't worth it. The the games suck. They're, like, much lower than I used to play. Uh, They just weren't worth my time. You know, not only was it hard to win in them, not only was there a lot of hassle with getting money on and off the site, like you said, but, uh, you know, the games weren't good. It was tough to win any money. And when you do, you know, all the time I put into doing all this, was it really worth my time? I decided no. So I gave up on it, too. Uh, I just returned last week because I noticed the games were better. I don't know why. I don't know what contributed. Maybe football season. Maybe the sports books feeding into it now. But there are actually some good limit hold'em games at 10-20, mostly 15-30, on the Merge Network. Unfortunately, what I didn't have was a bankroll. I, I didn't have a way to get money on there. And I didn't want to deposited a significant bankroll because I I could have traded with people or I could have gotten it on. It would have taken probably a few days. I could have gotten money on, but I didn't want to put like 10K on there and then have a hard time getting it off. So I'm like trying to find out, you know, how easy to get it off. I'm not getting straight answers. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to heave up the money I have there. And if I, if I bust, then I bust. And if I heave it up, then I'll, I'll worry later about how to get it off. Well, I busted. So, So that was the end of that. I only had like, um, 700. I ran it up to like 2200. Got all the way down to $36, would you believe, and ran it back up to 2200 again and then busted. So, hmm. anyway. What are you playing? Like 2040 limit? Like 1530 limit. But, uh, okay. but Does you know, the 2040 even go anymore? 
I know for a while it was like full ring 2040 or 6, six max. You know, uh, 2040 doesn't go much. It, it's usually 1530, sometimes 1020, sometimes 3060. Uh, usually 1530. And the games are aggressive, so it's a lot bigger than it would appear from 1530. Easy to lose a few thousand dollars very quickly there. But, uh, you know, I... My advice to everybody here about the merge network is wait and see. Because you, you don't want to put a lot of money on there and have it be hard to get off. Now, if you're a very low-limit player, it doesn't matter. Then you'll you'll probably be able to get the money off in, in like a month and it'll be fine. But if you think you're going to need checks for more than $2,500, if you're like a mid-limit player, I would not suggest merge right now until you see the way it shakes out. Now, what is going on with merge? Why are they doing this? I've heard a few theories thrown around. One of the theories I've heard is that this is a power play to fuck over the smaller skins. Merge is rumored to be owned by Sportsbook.com. And it's also rumored to be associated with Carbon Poker, which also runs Ace Poker and PDC Poker. Those are all the same site, pretty much. And when I say the same site, yeah, all the same skins feed into the same games, but Carbon, Ace, and PDC all have the same ownership, supposedly, which also is somewhat associated with Merge, or may even be Merge. That, that's what I'm hearing. Now, the smaller sites are ones like Hero Poker and and uh, all the other ones that feed into Merge. Uh, Black Chip Poker is another example. They feed into the Merge network, but they have nothing to do with Carbon. They have nothing to do with Merge. They're independent. They're just skins on there. Um, there's a rumor that this stopping of the transfers is in preparation for the new cashier that's going to be released on the Merge network, but only for Carbon Poker, and that the smaller skins are not going to have access to this new cashier in the same way, and that it's going to be very difficult to deposit on them. So think of the smaller skins. If you can't transfer money in and out, and if you can't deposit because they don't have the same cashier, and if Carbon has a cashier where you can deposit, where are you going to play? Even if you are currently playing on a different skin, if you can't deposit anymore, and you bust... What are you going to do? You can't transfer money in from anybody. You're just going to give would up you, and go to go Would to you Carbon. also maybe say it's, uh, a, you know, just a, a fair statement that at this point, Merge has gone from this small little under-the-radar, uh, you know, poker site to, you know, with all these various skins that are on the network now to something that's possibly or probably, well, I shouldn't even say possibly, to something that's probably on the DOJ's radar at this point? Yeah, yeah. I think there's also a decent chance that they will be... Uh, something will happen to them at some point. And that's always been on the table. And I, I don't think the DOJ is well, I think it's more likely now than it was before. Because Probably. before it was just kind of another... One of the you know the hundreds of small sites. Well, of course, after really... Black Friday. Since, since they've become the number yeah. one uh, deal for U.S. players, I'm sure the DOJ knows very well that they exist and uh, probably going to go after them. Uh, when they actually do this, I don't know. It just kind of happens all of a sudden. And uh, sometimes there's signs. Sometimes you hear rumors about about people being called in and questioned, but uh, sometimes no. Like, for example, with Full Tilt, in September of 2010, I heard about a former employee who had uh, been fired, you know, the guy who was responsible for the freak and weird dude email. Uh, what was it? Jason? Yeah, I knew it or whatever. Uh, he was called in to testify in front of a grand jury in September of 2010. And I even talked about it on our last radio show, and I said, wow, that doesn't sound good. And it turned out, yeah, that was uh, in preparation for April 15th, 2011. 
So sometimes you have signs like that. I haven't heard of any signs of merge of anyone being called in to testify or, or questioned about them, but you never know. You never know. So, um, but anyway, I heard the rumor that this is a way to shut out the small skins, kind of a way to do it without specifically doing it, without making it look like they're doing it. I also heard that this is a way to prevent secret rakeback from continuing to occur. Because a lot of the ways that they were distributing the secret rakeback, when I talk about secret rakeback, on the merge network, everyone's allowed to get 35% rakeback. Anything above that is not allowed. And for a long time, they looked the other way when sites were offering secret rakeback, like Black Ship Poker was doing all over the place. Uh, finally, they've instituted a $20,000 per player fine if anyone's caught receiving secret rakeback. But this may be an additional measure to make that even tougher, because the way people were receiving that rakeback, the additional rakeback above 35, was by player-to-player transfers, where the, the owner of the skin or his buddy would transfer the additional rakeback over to the players. If you can't do transfers now, it's, it's pretty tough. It's not impossible, because you can ship the money on other sites, you can ship it through PayPal, you can send them checks, but it becomes harder. It becomes harder to do, and maybe not even worth it. So, I don't know. We'll never know the reason. I shouldn't say never. We don't know right now the reason for discontinuing the player-to-player transfers on Merge. But if they don't undo that pretty soon, it's going to severely impact the network. It's going to severely impact the ability for most people to play on there, especially ones who don't have a whole lot of money there. It'll impede cash-outs, which is another theory. Maybe Merge is cash-poor at the moment. And by doing this, the number of cash-outs will go down. Why? Well, let's say you have $10,000 on Merge. You want to get rid of it. Um, if you can do transfers, then you're cashing out your money through other people. Other people who would have deposited and sent money to the network are not sending money to the network. Instead, you're giving them your money, and that person is sending you their money, and Merge is not getting involved. Merge does not get any new money on the network. Now, some people might say, well, why does it matter? Why does it, money, why, is it, why does it matter if the money on the network is new or old? It's still all the same. It's still the player's money. As long as they segregate the accounts, it's fine. Well, the problem is, we don't know if they're segregating the accounts. We don't know. Nobody knows. And if they're cash poor at the moment, this would be a move that would really decrease the cash outs. And it would increase the deposits. Because this way, people who want to get money on the site now have to deposit. And the only way sites make money at the end of the day is if there are deposits. Think about it. If money is already on the site and there's no new deposits, it doesn't matter what the hell they rake because they're not getting new money on the site. So if you've made, you know, if you've received 10 million worth of deposits in August and in September nobody has deposited to the site, Technically, no new money has come into your business in September. Now, that money's supposed to be the player's money, but we don't know if it really is. We don't know if it's being held separately. So a site needs new deposits to survive in the long term. And maybe they don't have enough of those. Maybe the trading money between players is causing a problem for merge and that new money's not coming into the site. Because I'll tell you what happens. Think about what happens to a poker site if new money doesn't come in. Certain players win and take the money off. Other players get their money raked. I mean, everybody gets their money raked. Eventually, all the money is gone. 
And the games can only continue when new money comes on the site. So maybe they're just trying to get new money on the site. Do we still have that clip? I know uh, you actually this week spoke with someone from the Merge Network to try to get some of these questions answered. Yeah, that yeah. Handy? I, I, I mean, I, I was hoping this would be uh, a later segment here. But yeah, that was something we were going to... Yeah. Just kind of give us a bonus to the mm. listeners of this show that uh, I actually did a, an interview with a Merge Insider asking him about the segregated funds, and uh, he gave me some very descriptive answers. And I, I guess since you've already let the cat out of the bag, mm. I guess I guess I'm going to have to just uh, play that interview. And no, it's not uh, a balloon. It's not a balloon either. That was uh, <laughs> that was the wrong button I pressed there. <laughs> um, but no, I, I will have to play the interview now. And um, it's about uh, 20 minutes long, and uh, here we go. This is someone from Merge Network. I can't identify him, but uh, he's telling us about the segregated funds and uh, all the details about them on the Merge Network. I don't know. I don't know. I have no recollection. I'm just speculating now, so I just don't, you know. So I don't know. I remember sometime in the afternoon. I don't even know when. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. Was that the guy who was at a party once? That is. He, I, I met that guy one time at a party. That's all I'll say about him. <laughs> one time at a at a party? Jeez. Oh, no recollection. I remember one time at a party. <laughs> that's my favorite. Out of all of it, that's, that's my favorite. I remember one time, and then, and just for those that don't remember, that was uh, the reference he was making to a question about meeting a uh, payment processor. About Daniel processor. about the, uh, the yeah. Guy he's like, I only met a payment stole, processor he, once. Someone just introduced him to me one time at a party. Yeah, this is a guy who stole like a hundred million dollars through payment <laughs> processing from Full Tilt and Poker Stars, and and they asked if Howard was familiar with him, and the answer was. I remember one time at a party. <laughs> so if your theory is correct and, and, and what they say is going to happen is going to happen, wouldn't that mean the the smaller skins are obviously now just going to die? Yeah, it's very possible. The smaller skins have been at war with Merge pretty much uh, for quite some time. They've been very unhappy. First about the uh, the secret rakeback and the poaching that was going on. The poaching being uh, stealing cash players from skins that are not doing the secret rake back and, and moving them over to the ones that are. And so they made a huge deal merge for a very long time, for over a year, which is saying, tough luck, uh, we're not doing anything about this. Finally, they clamped down and made those fines for the secret rake back of 20k per player. But now, this end of the transfers can just completely destroy the small skins if uh, this does not come back. Or, you know, if the small skins get back a cashier, if they get a cashier that can actually process credit card transactions, then fine. Then they'll survive. But uh, the way it stands right now, no transfers and no credit card deposits and no EFT deposits, they're, they're screwed. No one's going to get money on there. I, I can't see how. I mean, not everyone's going to go Western Union. Western Union's a pain in the ass. A lot of people don't want to do it. And uh, that's not really a, a realistic option as the only way you can get money onto a site. It's just not good. So, uh, that's... Uh, we'll have to wait for the next few weeks to see what ends up occurring with the Merge Network. But I I would not advise putting any new money on the network, unless it's very little, unless it's like a token amount of money. But I wouldn't advise putting any kind of real new money on the network until you see what happens over the next few weeks 
until you can see whether this is a matter of merge being cash poor and maybe on the brink of collapse, or just some Wait. sort of... Uh, so, so for clarification, you're saying only deposit if your family comes from old money? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, or if you uh, if you stole like if you stole like a hundred million dollars from uh, from players from from another poker site, you can probably afford to play there. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I, I think I just responded with something like, um, "We need to provide this customer a good answer." <laughs> oh my! So. So that's uh, that's the story. I, I watch out. This is a little bit ominous. This whole thing with merge, and uh, they haven't really good, given a good reason for it. Nope, nobody knows why. And some insiders to merge, and when I say insiders, these are people who actually have a strong like affiliate relationship with them. So people who are not going to criticize them, people who are going to try to make you think everything's fine. These people are swearing that uh, within a few weeks it'll all be good and we'll understand and it'll be fine. But wait and see. Mm. Wait and see. Is my advice well, is. Well, speaking of corruption, uh, what is going on? I guess there's been some updates uh, with Cantor Gaming and uh, this gentleman that uh, was arrested that was uh, the M Sportsbook director. What what do we know about that? Yeah, okay. So uh, last week on our show, we reported that uh, there was an arrest. The Sportsbook manager of uh, the M Resort and also uh, Sportsbook director of Cantor Gaming which uh, runs the sportsbook at the M Resort, was arrested in Las Vegas from a warrant from Queens, New York. So, uh, trying to find the thread we have about that in case you're wondering where that uh, little music is. So, uh, we had just found this out last week, and we didn't have that much info at the time. We heard it had something to do with Pinnacle Sports, which is the largest, or at least was the largest, online sports book. It's been around for many, many years. And after the UIGEA was passed, they actually would not allow U.S. players to play on there, supposedly because they wanted to comply with U.S. law. However, there were rumors for years that they were actually still taking bets from U.S. players, just doing so not online, but kind of through live agents who would work with people in the poker community and other other people in the sports book community that uh, they would take bets to be placed on Pinnacle through these agents rather than through an online site, kind of, you know, under the table. I wondered how they could get away with doing this without the government catching on and eventually clamping down, and uh, I guess we got our answer. The government did catch on, and they did clamp down. So there were a number of people who were arrested. Not just uh, this guy. Uh, this this guy's name was uh, Mike Colbert, uh, Stephen Colbert's brother. Uh, but he, he was not the only one arrested. We had people arrested in California, in Las Vegas, and in the New Jersey area. Of course, corresponding to primarily the Vegas betting community and the Atlantic City betting community. The people arrested in Vegas were Kelly Barcel, age 42, Gerald Bronca, 67, Stephen Diano, 48. I know him. Yeah, a lot of people know Stephen Diano. He's a really fat guy. Uh... Brant England, 49, Joseph Pollock, 35, and Paul Sexton, age 29. And yes, it is the Paul Sexton you're thinking of. Now, the one I found the most interesting, though, not Stephen Diano, 
not Paul Sexton. I mean, the, this wasn't a surprise hearing about them. I, I guess I was surprised in that I, I didn't know that they were directly into this. I hadn't heard rumors about that. But the one who surprised me the most was a female named Kelly Barcel, who's 42. Uh, actually fairly pretty, except she has a, a gap between her two front teeth. Uh, but uh, she actually has a website, kellybarcelphoto.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-B-A-R-S-E-L photo.com. And uh, if you take a look at this website, she seems like a very unlikely person to be bookmaking illegally in Las Vegas. Did, did you take a look at the site, Brandon? I, yeah, I saw in the thread, there was a picture of her posted, and I think there was some photoshopping that was done. That was the only picture I saw of her. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about Kelly Barcel. And, uh, she was actually a bookmaker. She was one of the agents, they said, the government claims, was actually taking bets from people. Uh, I don't know how she got mixed up in this. This is from her own website. Kelly's goal is to create artwork through portraiture that will both touch your heart and warm your home. She strives to create art pieces that are more than just faces, but glimpses into her subject's souls. She's like a family photographer. She's who you have come over, like, if you want to take a family picture in your own home with, uh, you know, with, with you and your kids and your, and your wife or whatever. Like this, this uh, sweet-looking woman in her early 40s comes over. And uh, takes these pictures and creates artwork through portraiture, and then she takes bets on on the the Jets game tonight too. Like it's really strange. <laughs> like like how did she get caught up in this? It's so weird. Like I I understand guys like Stephen Diano. Like they're they're part of the gambling community. They're part of poker. Like you know like uh, you can understand. Because it's kind of like uh, you know Cindy Violet's restaurant, which by the way I actually saw today. Cindy Vallette owning a vegan restaurant, then finding out at the same time she's one of the uh, primary owners of a slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I don't understand it. Like, uh, how how can this sweet woman who creates artwork through portraiture be taking uh, illegal sports bets? It's just. Well, weird... do you remember Wayne Gretzky's wife notoriously was busted, although there were no criminal charges because it was reported that she bet what was it like a hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the coin flip. On one of the Super Bowls about, I don't know, six, seven years ago? No, I didn't hear Remember that, that scandal? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you don't remember Wayne no, Gretzky's wife for, getting caught up in a sports I betting ring? I don't for some reason. I, I, for some reason, I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. Yes. Wow. So, But this is so weird. Like, like at least with Wayne Gretzky's wife, you could say maybe she just just like a bored housewife who knew that Wayne had so much money and she just wanted to bet on something like in a degenerate fashion. How did this woman who does family photography... <laughs> How did she get involved in this? How did this happen? Like, this is just so weird. So, uh... What, is, what does Kelly Barcel do if you don't pay your, your your tab? Like, does she come over and hit you over the head with a, a painting of flowers? How, how does she enforce it? How does she enforce it? How does she, uh... Does Kelly Barcel have, like, photography thugs that beat you up and, uh... If you don't pay her what you bet? When you lose? I don't get it. But anyway, she was one of the people who was nailed. She's one of two females. Uh, the other one was a, a in New Jersey, a, an Asian name. Uh, I forget what the name is. Uh, I'm scrolling down here. Um, let, let me read you some of the other names. And I actually know one of the other people who was busted, the person in New Jersey. Um, and it, what's also interesting is the indictment here that came from the district, district attorney in New York gave out the full addresses of the people who were busted. So, like, if you want to visit Kelly Barcel, you can visit her at 9400 Tournament Canyon Drive in Las Vegas. 
And I'm not like giving out personal info here. This is like in the indictment from the government. You can find this in the public documentation. Uh, every one of these people's addresses is listed, which I th- think is kind of odd. Why do that? Like they're they're not even guilty yet. They 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 may be guilty, but they haven't been judged guilty yet. So why give out their address in, in the indictment? Like why not just say what city they're from? But anyway, um, of the New Jersey indictments, one of the people who was busted was Michael Duong, thirty six of thirty Smock Court in Manalapan, New Jersey. He's also from Flushing, Queens, apparently. He was also busted in the same sweep. Now, Michael Duong is the husband of Q Duong. Do you know who she is? No, no. She played on Poker Stars as I Get Paid. E-Y-E-Get Paid, yeah. Now, more interesting to me, let's go back uh, seven and a half years, almost seven and a half years, to July 2005. July 4th, 2005, I'm sitting at a World Series final table. And I'm second in chips. First in chips is Q Jong. And she has like 300-something thousand. I have like 200-something thousand. Trying for that bracelet. I don't have a bracelet yet. Trying for that bracelet. I knew I have to pass Q Jong in chips if I'm going to make it. Well, she started running bad as soon as we got to the final table. I was running well. She was running bad. And I passed her pretty quickly, and I won a number of pots against her directly. At one point, Q Duong complained that I run really well against her all the time on Poker Stars, and she can't stand it, and now it's happening here too. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, well, now I might as well bluff her. So I started, like, like check-raising the flop with nothing, and it was working. She was folding because she was so sure I had it all the time because she told me that she always runs awful against me, which I never really noticed but she told me I, that she runs bad against me, so I said, all right, well, might as well take advantage of this uh, psychological edge she's giving me here. Anyway, she also mentioned while we were at the table that she needed to win the tournament for $347,000 for her and her husband to get even for the trip, that even second place for like one hundred seventy-nine dollars was not enough. They were that much down on that trip to Vegas. I think it was her husband who lost the money. Um, I had heard in subsequent years that Q and Michael Duong were involved in both loan sharking and illegal sports betting. But I never had any proof. I just heard rumors of this. So, I don't know about the loan sharking, but I guess this proves the illegal sports betting part, at least as far as her husband was concerned. So, I get paid's husband... The, the, and she finished third in that one, that tournament against me. Uh, the woman who finished third when I won my bracelet, her husband was part of this bust. And uh, I didn't really recognize any of the other names. Uh, Brant England, uh, Edward Iazidi, he's in, in the East Coast. Gadoon Kairolos. Gadoon. <laughs> it's an interesting name. Thomas Lacera, age 73, from New York. George Molsbarger. Daniel Morial, uh, John Tongino, Stanley Thompson, uh, Daniel Bellardino, Daniel Bornico, Christian Rodriguez, Flora Wu being the only other female busted in this, Edward Capucci, Thomas Chiantes, Joseph Kornreich, and Ian Mendel. I don't know any of these people. Do you? Uh, no, I don't know any of the people at all. Yeah, so... 
That's who was busted. And the way this was described, they described the whole thing in the indictment, which is posted on our site on the uh, Flying Stupidity Forum. It's a thread called Sports Pick Director for Cantor Gaming M Resort Arrested Today. But uh, we actually have the indictment posted up there. And, and basically they were saying that uh, um, bettors can click on an offshore gambling website over the internet and be assigned individual login codes and passwords. Their wagers and win-loss amounts are recorded in sub-accounts maintained in the accounts of agents. So they're, they're like betting through the agents and then the agents are betting on through you know for, on pinnacle for them these gaming websites typically store their information on computer servers outside the United States such as Costa Rica and Panama and bounce their data through a series of server nodes in an effort to evade law enforcement the indictment charges that at least 15 of the defendants were bookmakers uh, uh, Daniel Morial and uh, pinnacle sports owners Stanley Thompson and, and George Malsberger in California Stephen Diano Gerald Branca Kelly Barcel Joseph Pollock and uh, Pinnacle Sports owner Brant England in Las Vegas. And so it lists all these uh, different people. I'm not going to list all the names again. But uh, uh, basically, these bookmakers were then responsible for overseeing the agents whose jobs were to build a clientele of bettors who would bet. So that's what Michael Colbert was doing. He was a ma- manager of a sports book. He obviously knew a lot of sports bettors, so he would say, hey, you know, if you don't want to come all the way down here to bet, you can always do it online, and let me show you how. So so the agents would find clients for these bookmakers. The agents or the Asians? The Asian agents. Okay. And it's alleged that the agents were the intermediaries between the better and the enterprise itself and were responsible for, quote, squaring up or, quote, settling up with the betters, usually on a designated day each week by collecting or paying out the money owed. So I guess the, it was the agents, not... Uh, so I guess we got our answer. I guess uh, Kelly Barcel wasn't beating people up. I guess uh, it was the agents, like Michael Colbert, who were uh, actually getting and distributing the money. And then they also had money collectors. Paul Sexton was a money collector. And he handled the illegal flow of money, allegedly, between the participants and the enterprise. So these individuals were allegedly responsible for the collection and distribution of illegal gambling proceeds between the bookmakers and the agents. So, uh, and then they transported money to and from Panama and Costa Rica and the United States. And they kind of acted like banks. So Paul Sexton was kind of like the bank in this whole thing. One of them. So, um, someone just posted a, a picture of Kelly Barcel, let me see. The mugshot. Oh, yeah, she doesn't look anywhere near as good here. Let me see. That's all making sense now. I can believe this chick was involved in gambling. But she, well, I, you know, clean her up. Well, she, cle- her. she cleaned herself up in the picture. She's a photographer, so that's a... I was going to say, after she well, gets out I mean, of prison... Yeah, but mugshots are never really flat. Yeah, I know, I, I know. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think I'm going to hire her after she gets out of prison, because if she did that good of a job with her picture... With her own picture. Look I, at that, that. Is that a woman there next to her on the right, under where it says more photos? Uh, that, that looks like a like a grandma. Like no, no, a no. Scary that's, gra- no, that's that's Jerry Bronca. That's another guy. Got oh, it looks like a. Oh, does that kind of look like a grandma though? Like yeah, an old... yeah, yeah. Jerry Bronca does kind of look uh, like a, an angry grandma. Yeah. Do you know this Bronca? No. Oh, okay. And uh, here's Stephen Diano. He looks very beautiful hmm. as always. Now Druff, uh, I I don't know what has happened. Maybe the poker 
fraud alert wire is, is down because of the East Coast storm, but there has been some breaking news today that I've not seen covered in uh, our discussion for radio this evening or any threads. Uh, oh. Do you know what this may be? No, but I, I think it's appropriate that if you're going to break anything, that we have the right music. Go ahead. Now, although the arrest took place on October October 24th, it was only released today. And it's been breaking news uh, all afternoon, I think. I think that the first press release came out around four o'clock uh, Las Vegas time, uh, and Kenny guy—I can't pronounce this fucking guy's name. Cole, the guy with the big ear malfunction that robbed the Venetian, was arrested today. Oh, and, or I'm sorry, it was arrested October 24th, but they just announced it today, which is very odd that they waited almost a week. But he has been in custody now since October 24th. Um, you remember this guy? He had the big earlobe yeah, yeah, condition, yeah, that, the fiber yeah. thing. The guy who robbed the Venetian. Yeah. Yes. So he was uh, arrested. If anyone wants to <clears throat> Google it, there's tons of articles. Um, and uh, they recovered uh, roughly a little under four hundred thousand of the one point six million that he stole. But he is in custody in Los Angeles, awaiting extradition to uh, Vegas, and he was caught, apparently, near a residence of his mother's. So where did the uh, other $1.2 go? Did he try to spend it on ear surgery? I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a very, very good question. Hopefully we can have him on uh, the radio <laughs> draft at some point. But uh, So he was caught. Um, trying, to, trying to see if it... Uh, yeah, they recovered $396,000 following his arrest, uh, the exact amount stolen exceeded 1.6 million. Um, let's see. In addition, Metro Police said a tool believed to be used in the incident was found inside a gambling parlor at the casino, which they later located. Very, very odd. And he, Cole right now is awaiting extradition to Nevada, uh, and he faces. I love how they always throw these like stupid charges in. Like he faces grand larceny, burglary, and you know, like like. Tons of counts of each of those and possession of burglary tools. I mean, really? Is that really necessary? Is there like a chance he's going to get off on the other charges and all they're going to be able to nail him with is burglary tool possession, Jeff? You know, they should have looked into the uh, the cameras in the area before he committed the robbery. Maybe he jaywalked before going to the casino. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe he made an illegal left turn. They, they should get him on those charges, too. It's all part of the same crime. Yeah. And I'm actually – how does this work? I mean, how can something this uh, public have occurred almost a week ago, a week ago tomorrow, and, and, and no one knows about it until today? That I mean, how could the media not have even got got wind of the arrest? Or, it's very odd to me. I always wonder how they're able to keep stuff like this. And again, I, it always gets out. And I said this before when the Venetian was claiming, no, they're just changing chips. I said, well, if there really was an arrest it, or if there really was a burglary, it will eventually get out. They won't be able to keep it quiet, uh, you know, forever but i just wonder why sometimes there's a, there's a delay when you hear about something i'll say oh, so-and-so was arrested a week ago or 10 days ago i just wonder why i don't know it's very very odd but also uh and again we can get back to that but before i forget i want to give us a, a shout out i think he's in the chat right now cletus um oh. who i got a text from uh he had a good run the scooter there was a crash not gonna lie he was in the hospital for a little bit why um, i didn't know about this Yes, this is, uh, I, yeah, and luckily he's fine. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to blow up spots, but he did lose 
uh, at least one toe, um, possibly more, but I think it was only one. But thankfully, he's okay. Everything else is fine. That the scooters totaled. No. Um, but uh, you know, hey, he's in our chat. Shout out. Glad you're okay, man. He could have, you know, could have been worse. I right? kind of wondered where he went. So I guess we got our answer. Well, I, I hope hope you're okay, Cletus. And yeah. uh, welcome back to Poker Fraud Alert. And uh, sorry to hear about the scooter, but at least you got uh, you got a good run out of it. Yeah, did hell of a run. So anyhow, Druff, what do you uh, what do you think this guy's uh, looking at? A nonviolent crime. I mean, it's still larceny. Like, what is that? Probably like maybe four to seven or eight years, depending on what his background is in terms yeah, of. Well, did, did he actually? I guess nothing violent was done, like right? He just no, he just not, stole. no. He just went. He just they stole, they right? still haven't really explained it, and I think it's more out of embarrassment. But they make it a point to say no weapons were used, and they also make it a point every time to say in any article that he went into a. Uh, I guess it was a non-secure gaming area that that. He located these chips. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think it'll be like something like a single-digit year sort of send. Yeah. yeah. Uh, call, you're on the air. Hey, Jeff Trexel. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, who is this? I'm going to guess. Is this Chicks um, Ticket? No, I've not called before. Oh, okay. All right. So welcome to the show. Uh, where Where are you calling from? I hear an accent. Yeah, I'm calling from uh, Colonel Nigel Fabisham country. Oh, all right. Uh, would, you, would you like to speak to me or Colonel Fabersham? I'll, I'll stick with Jeff. Okay, okay. So, uh, um, what, what is your name? Um, yeah, Belly Buster. Oh, you're Belly Buster. The, the guy who runs our uh, our No Fraud Online Poker Room. Well, welcome to the show. Nice. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm, I'm making the most of the, uh, the time difference today. Oh, that's right. You, you guys. Right, right. You guys uh, already went back. You're you're off daylight savings time, and we're not yet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, it's still three in the morning, though. So. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate a, uh, you. Late shift. I appreciate you staying up for us here. And uh, why do you guys go back an hour early or a week early? Or did we go a week later? No, Is that you, the problem. No, you do it wrong. It's just uh, the no, rest of the world wrong. gets it right. You do, you do it wrong. Yeah, you know, that's a, the rest of the world always likes to say that to us that we're the ones doing it wrong about everything. But they, like, like they say that uh, we're doing it wrong with with a feet instead of meters. That uh, we should be using metric. But I, I don't know. I think I, 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 I like the feet. I, I don't want to go to metric. I don't want to be like one meter eighty five centimeters tall. That's just stupid. Sure, um, Jeff. I've, I've got some, uh, I guess, public service announcements. Um, oh, go ahead. I, I, I noticed the card backs on the, the on the room are terrible. I'll, I'll fix that. I, I I rarely get to play um, with the with the time difference. So uh, um, yeah, I'll fix that. I'll fix that. That's pretty poor. I did also promise I would uh, uh, sort of collate the results and do a league. Um, but again, I'll just add that on the big list of things I'll do at some point. Okay, well, you know, I, I appreciate you running the whole thing in the first place, so I, I have no expectations for uh, anything you have to do. Just uh, whatever you'd like to do is always appreciated, and, uh, you know, whenever you get time, go ahead and do it. But, uh, you know, I think it's... I.e., we have no money to pay you. That, that's al that's also part of the factor, yes. <laughs> no, no, that's that, that's fine. That's that's no problem at all. Um, I, I, I mean, I only get to listen in on the podcast, so... Uh, you know, uh, I, I thought I'd make the most of calling in today, but um, um, 
Sorry, I'm just. Uh, Are you in a helicopter? Yeah, it does kind of no, sound. Yeah, no. we, have, we we do have kind of a weird connection here. Uh, it does kind of sound like a helicopter oh. in the background. No, no, uh, I'm on my I'm on my Skype on my wireless and, and playing the game at the same time. Oh, okay. So, uh, All right. Uh, so Billy Buster, did that. did you listen to our show last week? Yeah, I did. Yes, and that was one of the reasons why I was going to call. You mentioned um, that the um, that the um, the old shows had disappeared off the. Uh, uh, off the previous side. Yes. Um, I actually have all those. So. Oh wow. Um, if anybody, if anybody uh, wow. wants a copy, then just PM me. Oh, beautiful. Do you have? Do you have my twenty-four hour goodbye show as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know that Mad Dad had uh, posted that he had it, and I think he put wow. it up on the sites. And uh, um, I actually had all the previous. Um, uh, into the nights as well. So, wow, this guy's kind of like um, the uh, he's this guy's kind of like the audio version of uh, Bukowski '72. Yes, that's awesome. I I never listened to that other than you know obviously I, when I did I haven't listened to it since then. So I a couple of times I've been curious when I've just been on the computer or been at home, kind of wanted to go back and listen to because I remember how just a great a, a farewell show it was. So I might uh, I will actually take you up on that eventually and have you send me you know part of the file or whatever you have on it so I can listen to it. That'd be great. No, I've got all that. I think I have all the the plot TV shows as well. So I mean, uh, you know, you know, I think uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, like to go back and listen to the. I mean, it's amazing, really. But uh, you know, I know people are interested in listening to this stuff from years ago. Um, you know, a bit of entertainment during the day. So, uh, so yeah, hit me up, PM me. Um, okay. I'll see what I can dig out and if anybody's got. Uh, Belly Buster, I had one. I had one more question for you last week. Uh, I am encouraging Druff to implement a new character to go along with Alvin Finkelstein and uh, as well as uh, the good uh, poker. And uh, Druff, please, we give us a nation of. Can you do some all Chico for us? We <laughs> well, what, do you, what, what do you think of this character? Yes, this, we you know, fall, huh? I've gotten some people. You know, fraud alert tournament. I've, I'm getting potential in this. Uh, El Chico, ga Mexican gangster, or like, maybe even a cartel leader who turned his whole. <laughs> How's that yeah, for you've got to, you, yeah, you've got to try these things, you know, and, uh, you know, there might be a fail, it might work, um, but... We're, having, really so, we're having some internet issues again. I have no... Oh, I think we're, we might be coming back. I, I don't know why this is happening. I think this is just internet fail on my end. I, I think it's back. I think it's... Uh, I actually... Okay. Okay, so uh, we're reconnecting here. I have no idea why this has been happening. Um, but uh, it seems to be an internet issue. It may, I hate to blame this, it may even have to do with a storm. Because, uh, we are connecting to a server on the East Coast here. But, uh, I turned radio off and back on. You guys are still here. And, uh, I apologize, people listening to the archives, hearing this kind of, uh. Jeff, we're going to have to get these issues fixed, buddy. Well, we're this one, we're this... a first class show here. Well, I know that, but this one is actually like an internet problem, from what I can see. There's not much I can do about this one. You're not slamming around the sound card or nothing? No, no, I'm, I'm laying very still. Okay. <laughs> Belly Buster, you still with us in England, my friend? Certainly am. Okay, very good. Now, we didn't lose yes. Belly Buster, but uh, we were having internet issues, but I, I disconnected it and uh, reconnected it, and it seems to be better. So thank you to the chat room letting us know that we're having problems, and I, I hope it stays... To be uh, doing well, and uh, bad guys asking, 
It's 70 degrees where you are. What the fuck are you doing, jack off? Well, the reason we're having trouble here is not because I'm jacking off. It's because we're connected to the Poker Fraud Alert server, which is in Montreal. So somewhere along the way, it could be having trouble. It or it even could be Bad Guy 23's generator doing this. You never know. <laughs> So okay. oh, Any, anyway, um, Belly Buster, thank you for calling though, and thank you for, uh, once again for running the No Fraud Online Poker Room. I really appreciate it, uh, both the expense and the time you put into it, and uh, uh, people enjoy it. No, that's good stuff. Um, oh, just one, um, just one message for for Drexel. Um, yes. You've got to sort out the audio quality on on Filthy Linkers. Uh, it tilts the shit out of me. <laughs> um, just the background noise and. Uh, you know, JSEP's microphone clicking in and out. Man, uh, you got to get that. you got to get that fixed. I, I, okay. It makes me, feel, will, makes me feel better to know. I, I'm not, I have not heard problem. from him. I'm not sure. He was right in the thick of things with that storm there, so in Delaware. But when I do talk with him, I will uh, bring that up. Good stuff. All right. Okay, guys. Thank you for All calling right, in, Be Belly Buster. That was Belly Buster, the admin of the No Fraud Online Poker Room. He's uh, He's the one who actually runs it. I have admin access there, but he's it's actually on his physical machine, and he does this all for free just because he likes the site, and I appreciate that. And he's pretty good about it. As soon as seems like as soon as a uh, tournament's over, within a couple hours, he has the results week after week posted. Yeah. And uh, glad he called in. Nice yeah. guy. He just uh, you know he just offered this out of nowhere, and I accepted, and uh, he's done a very good job with it. So thank you to Belly Buster. Uh, anyway, uh, so. Hmm. Let's go on to the next topic. I guess we've... Uh... Yeah, we're talking about the guy with the earlobe, and then... Uh... Anyhow, according to our uh, little list here, and I, I know nothing about this one. This is the one category I know the least about. Uh, the Zinger partnership with Betwin and Party offering real game money, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Druff? Yeah. Uh... If you don't mind, I'm going to actually use this opportunity, since I know nothing about this, to go get some coffee, and I will be back in about a minute or so. All right, go ahead. So Brandon's getting coffee. I'll tell you guys about uh, Zynga and B-Win Party. Uh, a lot of people who have had experience with Zynga poker, and Zynga is the company that uh, owns Farmville and Mafia Wars and that Zynga poker game on uh, Facebook, all these annoying games on Facebook that uh, your friends are always sending you these obnoxious invites to go play. Zynga runs those games. And for those of you that have played Zynga poker you probably have noticed that the players on that site are horrendously bad. Now, this is all for play chips. So most of you probably don't spend very much time on Zynga Poker, but, I mean, I actually found the players that were so bad that it was actually frustrating to play against them because I was just seeing everyone going all in, all in, all in with garbage every time, and there wasn't much strategy to it. So I thought, not only is this not for real money, it's no fun. That was my experience with Zynga Poker early on, and I never went back on there. I also had a problem with the fact that they seem to want all this information from your Facebook account. I don't like giving that to third-party applications. But back to the story here. Uh, some people were theorizing that when online poker eventually becomes legal in the United States, that Zynga will be one of the companies that applies for a license to run it, and that they already have a huge player base of people that play free money on there that might be willing to play real money, and that if those awful, awful players on Zynga now can play for real money that we'll have like a second poker boom on our hands where we just uh, we being the skilled and semi-skilled players will just kill these horrendous players on Zynga 
who now will be playing for real money. So everyone has this dream scenario of Zynga running real money poker games in the U.S., which they would only do if it, it becomes legal to run a game in the U.S. Uh, in that fashion. So they've already now partnered with Party Poker, B-Win Party. They've partnered with them to offer real money games in the U.K., can't do it in the U.S. yet because it's not legal in the U.S. yet, but uh, this shows that they really do want to do this. Now, however, there's a second side to this whole situation. It's not as simple as just they're offering games now, and you know we just have to wait for it to come to the U.S. Zynga is having problems. They're having problems financially, and now they're having problems, maybe, with the hacker group Anonymous. Zynga is being threatened by this anonymous group that is uh, saying that Zynga is laying off a bunch of people and is going to be outsourcing their jobs. And therefore, they're very unhappy about this. And uh, they're threatening to both reveal some of Zynga's new products before they actually come out and also to crash Facebook if uh, things don't change as far as, uh, you know, these thousand layoffs that they're going to do. They're also in such financial trouble at the moment, Zynga, that supposedly their stock is worth less than their actual assets. Forget forget the company's value as a company. I'm talking about their assets, like their their office space, uh, their servers, all, all their physical assets, their cash on hand. If you add up all the stock in Zynga, it's worth less than their assets, which people can't believe. That's crazy. So uh, this is a sign that not all is well with Zynga. And some people say, oh, if the stock's worth, in the asset, worth less than the assets, then it's a definite buy. Not necessarily, because it, it, can, it can crash further. And you know, they can, maybe they have a lot of debt. There could be a lot of things that uh, would cause that to occur. But um, they are worth very little at the moment. Uh, you know, comparatively to what people once thought they were worth. And uh, Zynga says that they lost $52.7 million in, uh, I think it's the third quarter of it was 2011. Let me see. Uh, no, sorry. The, the, the quarter of the ended September 30th, 2012. It said the third quarter, which may be kind of forget forget uh, what date we're at here but yeah we're already past the third quarter in 2012 so they set an all-time low for their stock and they lost 52.7 million dollars just between uh, July 1st and September 30th 2012 uh, they're already laying off five uh, percent of their staff 150 employees uh, they ended 13 games and uh, they closed one of its production studios. So they're really in trouble, Zynga. And this may be like a last-ditch attempt to save the company that's quickly sinking. Now, I'm no fan of Zynga. Uh, I always found them to be annoying uh, right from the early Farmville days. And, uh, b- by the way, uh, someone's asking Drexel, who is nose-breathing? Yes. Who's what? Nose-breathing. <laughs> you... uh, it's not me. I'm on mute. The only thing it could be, and I get this every week, and I, I can't do anything about it, is my I have a ceiling fan that's on while I'm running because of the electronics gets very hot in my office. Uh-huh. But when I'm not talking, I'm on mute, so it's definitely not on my end. I, I'm going to be honest; it did sound like a person nose breathing, and it couldn't be me because while I'm talking, I can't be nose breathing. 
He was the only <laughs> one. I think you're the... Did I put someone on? No, no, no. I was afraid I put someone on by accident, but no. Uh, it's just me and you, so... I don't know. It sounded to me like nose drink, nose breathing is going on, but uh, at least no one will ever accuse Drexel of being a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... Uh, you so know, what about, is the Zing... I, I know about the Farmville, and they also have that Facebook poker. Yeah, yeah. They run that awful Facebook poker, and now they're going to offer real money to the UK. So you know, it would be a great development if, if they could do it in the U.S. if it gets legalized, but uh, we'll see if they even survive by then because the, the company's free-falling. They're, I don't know how they're losing so much money, but they are. I think they just overexpanded. I think they're, I think they're kind of making the same mistake that Poker Road did on a much greater scale. Like they, they have something that could be successful, but then they overspend and overhire, and then they lose money. It, it always amazes me when a company that should be making money hand over fist loses money. Like, like Zynga's yeah. one of them. You've got Farmville, which is worth a fortune, and all those other games that they very, very successfully marketed through Facebook better than anyone else ever did as far as marketing games through Facebook. And yet still they're losing money. Caesars. Entertainment. Yeah. That's another great example. <laughs> I mean, they just there's just some companies that, given what they have and what they've already established, should not be losing money. But they are because they overextend themselves. And I, I, I think that's what Zynga did. I have no information. I didn't research why they're failing, but I, I'd have to guess that's why it is. It said that uh, 150 employees was 5% of their workforce, which means they have 3,000 employees, and that's crazy. That's a lot of employees. Spe- speaking of losing money, since people are listening live, for those that are anyhow, Greg Mercer has more or less fallen back into the pack now. Uh, he once had almost a 2-1 to chip lead over <clears throat> second place uh, Jesse Sylvia. Now he's got... Uh, they're on break right now. He's he's got seventy eight million. Jesse Sylvia has sixty eight million, and Jake Balsiger has almost fifty one million. Wow! So that's anyone's game. Yep, it is anyone's game. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. uh, Continue to follow that during the broadcast. Uh, and so I guess speaking of Caesar, since we did bring them up, uh, and I, and I read this yesterday, I think. There was a post. I think you created a, a thread on Poker Fraud Alert. Uh, the World Series announced uh, some news for, I guess, 2013 and yes. 2014. Yes, there is some news, and it's about the one-step tournament. Yes, I said one-step tournament. I said that on purpose. But the one-step, one-drop tournament, which uh, had a million-dollar buy-in, won by Antonio Esfandiari for 18.3 million. It's coming back, but. It's not coming back for a million-dollar buy-in in 2013. It's coming back as a $1,111 buy-in in 2013. It's coming back as a million-dollar buy-in in 2014. Why, I don't know. Why they can't just do both in the same year, I don't know. But uh, they've made an announcement. The announcement... I actually got this email. That's why I was posting a copy of the press release that came from Seth Polanski, the communications director of uh, of the World Series. I, I'm, I'm serious here. That's really what I posted. That's really where I got this information. And uh, the press release pretty much said in a nutshell... <laughs> but uh, it also went on to say that uh, uh, Guy Laliberté announced that during the 45th annual World Series of Poker in 2014 the second big one for one drop will take place with the established 1 million buy-in. 
So just like in 2012, it'll be a million dollars to buy in. Probably Guy will buy in like 80% of the field like he did last time. Uh, but for the upcoming 44th annual World Series of Poker in 2013, the World Series plans to offer an official gold bracelet event with a $1,111 buy-in benefiting OneDrop. Dubbed by La Liberté as the little one for OneDrop, this special event plans to offer unlimited re-entry over two starting days, giving it potential to be the biggest event in terms of entrance at the 2013 World Series. So here the World Series eliminated these unlimited rebuy events, saying that people are using it to try to buy bracelets. Because uh, like Daniel Negreanu famously bought in 48 times to the $1,000 uh, rebuy event in 2007. And it was like starting then they started to scrutinize it. Like maybe this isn't a good idea to have unlimited rebuys where people who are really well bankrolled can just buy in, buy in, buy in, buy in over and over and over again and have a big advantage over those who can't afford to do so. So um, they did away with those and made those kind of like triple chance events and other things like that, which were like kind of rebuy events, but not unlimited rebuys. So they're bringing back an unlimited rebuy event, I guess, in the name of charity in 2013, the next World Series. By the way, the schedule for the 2013 World Series is going to be released in November. So in the upcoming month, we're going to see that schedule. Don't have an exact date yet, but uh, we will see the schedule soon. And I'll you know post about it and analyze that on uh, PokerFraudAlert.com when it comes out. But this will be one of the events, a 1111 buy-in for OneDrop. Now the question is, how much of this is going to be taken out for the OneDrop charity? I would guess $111, wouldn't you think? I mean, that that seems about right. Yeah. yeah. Now, that part is fine, but beyond that, is Harris going to take their normal 10% out of the prize pool like they do for their $1,000 tournaments? It's a good question. If they do, I'm not going to play it, because that'll be like unplayable for, for 21% of the prize pool to come out. So... Uh, I hope they just take the $111 and maybe a token percentage for tipping the dealers, which is fine, too. And then that's it. I hope Harris doesn't try to make money on this as well. Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, even if the players in it aren't very good, there just won't be enough value there to be worth playing. Unless you, you know, if you want to play it just to donate to one drop, fine. I'm just saying for the tournament, as far as, you know, having much value, I really hope Harris doesn't try to use this as a money-making tool. But they might. They very well might. And, um, you know, Beer and Poker is saying in our chat, Harris shouldn't take shit. It's time for them to give back to charity. I agree. I think if you run a charity event like that, you should not make money on it. It should be just kind of like good PR, you know, get the dealers paid, get the uh, the charity paid, and that's it. And, of course, the players. But we'll see. I guess we'll see when the uh, further information comes out about this. So that'll take place in 2013 in place of the million-dollar buy-in. And then it's going to go away... And in 2014, they're going to be back to the one million. It's kind of strange. Like, why not do both of them? Well, I've read the excuse or the reasoning or logic given was it would give them, you know, almost two years more time to align themselves with sponsorship and and pump up the event more. Which I, re- I didn't really quite understand uh, that logic, but I, I know I read that was Gee's thinking and postponing it a year and giving it two years to make it bigger and better and. Uh, get more mainstream sponsorship. Yeah, and I'm hearing a very bad echo on my end. I don't know if okay, you're I hearing it. I may need you I'll, I'll, I'll to call you. me back. I'll call you back. Well, a lot of, a lot of technical fail tonight. But uh, anyway, if you want to call back in here, back in. If you want to call in here, 
Phone number is 775-FRAUD-55. Is that better, Brandon? Uh, I'm not echoing, but now I'm hearing you. But we'll just go with it. I don't, okay. I don't know. 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355, or 702-430-1808 if you want to call the Mount Charleston number. If you want a, a little phone <laughs> on the top of Mount Charleston to ring, a little rotary phone there to ring and then forward to me. Do you think we're having these Skype issues because Skype has become so mainstream now that it, it just it's taking up so much bandwidth? I mean, I remember years ago when Skype, just no one even knew about it and we were using this to run radio. We never used to seem to have these issues constantly. Yeah, I don't know. It could be Skype. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i sure it's a Skype problem. I'm being accused of nose breathing now. It's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, I can take the echo. It's the nose breathing I can't take. <laughs> Like it'll say Skype will pop up a little screen every so often asking the quality of the call, like excellent, very good, good. There's actually a new option there that's uh, poor only because of nose breathing. <laughs> so what do you think? Is uh, I, I know we have some other good stuff on the agenda tonight. Is there a possibility, Druff, that El Chico Loco may be making his first call? Well, he could. We need an idea for a prank call, but, uh, but sure, I can. Uh, uh, Chico Loco can make his first call. I just gotta find someone to call with him. Uh, sure, Chico okay. Loco. Yeah, you know, especially Chico Loco is gonna get so much exposure since that show got picked up by NBC. <laughs> so we might as well get him a head start. And um, you know, if you weren't listening last week, Ken Scaler came to Las Vegas, and since he cannot drive, he had his friend Stephanie drive him here. And the whole thing was a mess. Not the drive itself, but they picked up two girls along the way from Craigslist for $40 to take them to Vegas. And both girls who were single mothers, young single mothers, got here and revealed they had nowhere to go. They had no hotel, they had nobody to stay with, and they ended up staying in a hotel room that I got as a comp that was originally just for Ken and Stephanie. They ended up uh, hanging out with them for the entire weekend. A lot of fighting occurred, not not between the girls, but between uh, Ken and Stephanie. Ken wanted them there, the Stephanie didn't. Huge fights involving uh, eventually security that uh, gently encouraged Stephanie to leave the premises on Monday morning. So uh, last week we tried to call one of these girls, and uh, we could not reach them. This week we will try again. Um, I did tell Ken, let me see if you got the email. I sent an email to Ken telling him to call me at 9 o'clock for this segment. But he didn't respond. I'm going to assume he didn't get the email. So we're just going to call right now. Uh, I've actually texted with one of these girls since then. And mm. she's actually happy to appear on the show. Is this the uh, African-American girl or the Mexican girl? No, this is the, the half-Mexican girl. There was, a, there was a half-Mexican girl who was 21... Who um, whose name is Marissa, and she has a five-year-old and a two-year-old at age 21. A very, uh, very difficult. She started circ- having sex early, Druff. Yeah, and very difficult circumstances in her family. Both of her parents are no longer alive. One Oof. was murdered, and one died of cancer. A lot of, a lot of difficulty in this girl's life in her 21 years. And then there was a, you know, there's a black one too. Who was 26 and had two kids also. And um, her parents are alive, but she's also had a tough life. And uh, they, I'll say one thing. You know, these girls, they, they were pleasant. They were nice. Uh, I don't have any complaints about them. 
the complaints actually all came from Stephanie that weekend, not not from these two girls or from Ken. Uh, the the only complaint I had for Ken was that he offered for them to stay in these rooms I was paying for these two strangers without consulting me, and you know it could have been on me if these girls did anything bad there. Now they are didn't. either one of these girls gainfully employed. I don't know. We can find this out. That, actually, okay. I never got the answer to that question. I'm guessing no. We're going to call one of them right now. I, now, the thing is, she hasn't answered me. This is so weird because, like, every day if I texted her, she, like, immediately would respond to me and have, like, and, like, w- like want to have a long conversation. But today I texted her, hey, I want to have you on the radio. And she just didn't answer me. And she told me she really wanted to do it, so it's not like I was pressuring her. So I think she would just may not be there today for whatever reason. Maybe she, like, works every Tuesday. <laughs> It'd just be my luck. But uh, let me try to call her. Try to call Marissa and ask her for her impression of the whole thing, the whole big mess that we had occur. I don't have the other girl's phone number. She has a, a phone, too, but uh, Ken gave it to me last week, and I, I forgot it since then. So we're going to call Marissa here. Let's see if I can okay. dig up the other one's number. After this, we will call Dave Lerman and hear about his latest antics. Hello? Is this Marissa? Yes. Hello, Marissa. This is Todd. I'm the guy who drove you uh, back from Vegas and whose hotel room you stayed in. And uh, you are on my radio program called uh, Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Drop and Drexel Show. It's really our radio program, but whatever. Hi, Marissa. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we have Brandon on here. Uh, the, he's uh, the, this is the Druff and Drexel show. He's the one known as Drexel. So uh, you did not meet him. He was uh, he, he lives in Vegas. You just didn't get to meet him during the weekend. I was hoping you would get to, but uh, he was busy with some other things. But um, welcome to the show. I'm glad you uh, agreed to be on here and uh, you know are willing to discuss the events of last week, which were uh, yeah. Rather, uh, I don't know how to describe them. Rather Disheartening? Un- I would say unusual. Now, now, Marissa, uh, why don't we start out here. Um, when you decided to come to Vegas, um, you came, you know, you got a ride off the ride board from Stephanie and Ken on Saturday of uh, October, what was it, Twenty uh, October 20th. How much before you placed that Craigslist ad did you decide to come to Vegas? Within an hour? So you just like spontaneously decided I want to go to Vegas, you know, and your you and your friend decided together let's just go. Like a spontaneous thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um Oh, by the way, the people in, in our chat room, we have a chat room that actually follows along as we uh, do this program. Uh, they're interested in seeing a picture of you. Is there, is yeah, there I was any just going to say that. Is there there any place, a picture. Would you be able to like text me a picture of you that I could post? You don't have to if you don't feel comfortable, but uh, um, would you be willing to like text or email a picture of, of yourself to me? Yes. Okay, uh, what would be the best way, texting it? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and text me a picture, and while we're talking, I'll uh, transfer it over to my website, and people will be able to see you. So, uh, so okay, so we're speaking again to Marissa, she's 21 years old, and you decided just abruptly on a whim to go to Vegas, and, and what was the plan? What was, uh, what was the reason for the trip? We went to meet up with my cousin, uh, but his phone was disconnected, and uh, we were just trying to win some money, and... 
to see how it was, and we've never been out there, so it was pretty fun. So, so you've never been to Vegas before this, and so this is just kind of like a let's go to Vegas for the first time in my life and see it sort of trip, and, and, and kind of hope that uh, you, you luck into some fortune there. Was this sort of like a poor man's Selma and Louise? <laughs> no. Okay. But are you even familiar with? Do you know what Thelma and Louise are? Have you have you seen that movie, or do you know what it is? No. Yeah, I figured oh. that. It's a little bit before her time, Brandon. She's only twenty-one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got to uh, got to got to be careful well, about well, the references. Well, first off, let me ask you. I know you stayed at the Paris. It's a very lovely facility, isn't it, uh, Marissa? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So so uh, you got in the car and. Um, how how long into the ride did you realize that uh, the whole Stephanie and Ken thing w- was kind of unusual? It was like literally the first two minutes. And, and he what, was just yeah. Go, no, go on. What what did you see in the first few minutes? She was just telling him to shut up and <laughs> keep your mouth shut, and it was it was kind of mean. He was really funny though. So, so you actually like Ken there, like you know that he seemed like a funny and, and nice guy, and uh, and Stephanie was being very mean to him and telling him to shut up constantly. And uh, um, when you yeah. were when you were in the car here and this started like immediately, did you think, oh boy, this is going to be a long ride? Like I can't believe what I, what I get myself into, or or was it okay? It was both. It was pretty funny. It was entertaining because I didn't think that we were going to get to Vegas that fast because they were so entertaining. I didn't really expect that, but. So, so you're saying the time went by very quickly because uh, they, it was so entertaining the uh, the back and forth between them. Yeah. Okay. And um, now I have to ask you, since you didn't make contact with your cousin there, it was your cousin that you were trying to contact, not uh, not the other girls. No. Wait, so whose cousin was was it? Your cousin or the other girl's cousin? My cousin. Your cousin. So so you didn't make contact. Um, what happened was that was the phone number just disconnected? Do you had the wrong number? Like, uh, and, and why didn't you call before you went to Vegas? Uh, I'm just curious. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. I had I had talked to him a week before I went because we we were planning on going the next weekend. And when I called, it was disconnected. I I don't know what happened, and I was trying to get a hold of him, and I couldn't. And okay, it was so you, kind of like a short thing. So 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 you would talk you would talk to him two weeks beforehand, then it just got disconnected, and it was just kind of bad luck in the timing of the whole thing. So, so you're in the car here, and and you know Stephanie's screaming at Ken the whole way, and um, I know there was one point on the way there. Ken was forced to sit in the back. Now, who sat in the front? I know uh, your friend was driving, and and was Stephanie in the uh, the other seat in the front? Yes. Yeah, and and Ken was complaining that you know since he's tall, that uh, his legs were hurting. And Stephanie would not. Oh my God, yeah. Stephanie would not switch with them. You know, Ken wanted. I was actually on the phone when I heard this happening. Ken wanted you guys to pull over the car and have him switch and go to the front, or at least have Stephanie move up the seat. And she would not. And there was a lot of screaming going on in the car. Would that be an accurate description of what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I actually talked Stephanie into at least pulling up her seat and letting Ken get out to stretch his legs. And uh, that was already towards the end of the drive. But, uh, so, what were you thinking? Once you couldn't reach your cousin, um, were you panicked that maybe you'd end up on the street? Because it's kind of scary to get to a strange city hundreds of miles away and have nowhere to stay. I was, because he he was going insane, and he, his legs were hurting really bad, and I, it, I was really, it was really kind of scary, because he was, like, screaming, 
and I was sitting next to him. Oh no! I, I was actually talking about the. Well, that's that's an interesting, interesting perspective. But I was actually talking about the the whole thing with how you wouldn't have a place to stay when you got there. Um, was that scary for you? It was. Um, we had some friends that that stayed over there, but Ken was really interested in my friend, and she she actually hung out with him. Those both nights she was there. So, so you think that Ken was interested in in your friend there, and you think that was the motivation for why he offered uh, the room for you to stay? Would would that be your opinion? Yeah. I see. And he kept trying to make um, conversation with her, and but Stephanie kept talking down to him. So. Really. So you. Uh, so. Uh, so how how far into when you discovered that your cousin was unreachable? How much time between then and. Uh, when Ken offered up the room for you guys to stay, how much time was in between there? Was there any time where you thought, oh, crap, we just have nowhere to go? Yes and no, because we, we had friends over there, and it was halfway into to driving there. We were, like, in two and a half hours, and then that's when Ken offered us to stay with him. So so you're saying if, if you weren't able to stay, you would have been able to find someone else there, or you're not sure? Um, Probably, yeah. Okay, so I, I actually was of the belief when this was all going on, and and you know I, I kept being, they kept asking me for my opinion on this whole thing, uh, and I was of the belief that if you did not have this room, that you'd be out on the street, and I I couldn't let that happen. I would have felt very bad to uh, to see that, so I, I I I couldn't let that happen. And in fact, I got the second hotel room that second night, uh, just to make it a little bit easier on everyone, so you didn't have four people in one room. And and with uh, you know Stephanie who was so unhappy about this. Now, you, you said Ken was interested in your friend. Uh, did he actually make any kind of you know overt moves or statements in in uh, attempting to you know, to hit on her to flirt with her? Because I, I didn't witness any of that. But maybe it was when I wasn't around. No. Okay. So. Oh, well, you know, she told me that when they were alone because I went downstairs to walk around. She said that he tried kissing her. Wow. Jeff, do we get do we do we get that picture in yet? By the way, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I think it's because she's talking to us. But uh, uh, okay. if you'd like, you can actually uh, you can. Would you be able to send me the picture while we're talking, or do we have to hang up to do that? Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to hang up to do that. Okay, what I'm going to do, Jeff, do you know her last name? Because I could also go on Face. Do you have a Facebook? Um, yes. But I, I don't want to give out her last name on the. Uh... Well, no, I'm saying you could Skype. Do you know? Oh, you don't know the last. I don't know name, her obviously. last name either. No, I'm. We're only on a first name basis. So, okay. Um, maybe we should. You know what? I'll hang up. I'll call you back in like a few minutes, and you can send me the picture in the meantime, and then I'll I'll post it up to my forum as we're having this this interview. Okay. Okay. What do I email the Todd number? Uh, just, just uh, send or it to the. Send, it. Yeah, don't don't say my number on the air here, but the, the yeah, no. text it to the number that I've been texting you from. I, you want me to set, text you again, or you have the number right there? I have the number. Okay, so yeah, just text it there right now. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so, so she is uh, she's gonna text me her uh, her picture, and I'm gonna then email it over to myself, and then I will post it to this website so everybody can. See what this girl looks like. She, she's not a bad-looking girl. Uh, some people in the chat room are posting that she's fat. Well, she actually isn't. Yeah, she's not fat. Uh, there's really nothing wrong with this girl's looks. And uh, what is she on the druff? 
uh, one to ten scale, but discounting the fact that she's not a white Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's it's hard to rate that. But <laughs> but but I'm I'm being honest here. I'm not just being nice. This is actually uh, I don't know what picture she's gonna send, but uh, I I, th- I thought she was a decent looking girl. Uh, I I did not know that Ken had an interest in in the black friend there. That I did not know. I know Ken has been with other black girls before. Now, if you were a little bit younger, Druff, and you did not have a baby's mama, and she was at the plaza. Okay, taking place of the girl that you thought was hitting on you but turned out to be a hooker, would you have <laughs> fornicated with this woman? If she just was, you know, all things considered equal, and she was not a working girl. This one here, you know, I, I, I probably would have. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's funny you bring up the plaza. Brandon's referring to the Plaza Hotel in 2002. 2001, 2002, one of those years. I was there, and uh, there was a a hot girl hitting on me. Really, really hot girl, who didn't look trashy or anything like that. She just looked like a you know standard like really hot girl in their mid mid twenties. I was like you know almost thirty at the time. Really flirting with me from another table, and then uh, I started to suspect things were not right. And uh, later, I figured out she was a prostitute. But I, I suspected it enough that I didn't bother to really flirt back or really pursue it at, at all because I, I thought it was going to lead to a conversation that would end with, uh, okay, well, you know, I cost a thousand dollars. And uh, okay, so let me uh, let me see if I've gotten the picture yet. Uh, no, we have not. Fail. That damn AT and T network. Now, when we, should, when we resume this interview, the second part of this interview, unlike the Howard Letter interview, can I start with the hard-hitting questions that the fans demand to know, Jeff? Uh, what are those questions? I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, mean I, I just have some hard-hitting questions I think would spice up the interview. Okay. I mean, as long as they're not like too offensive or anything. But, uh... It depends on your definition of well, offensive. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to... This girl's been through enough here with this whole thing. I don't want to, like... I, I don't mind some... Uh, well, I'm not going to be mean-spirited. I just, you know, there's some hard-hitting questions that need to be addressed, I think. All right, I'll, I'll ask. Such as an example... Well, I, I'll just wait, but okay. Let me know when uh, we get the I'll, picture. I'll, ask her, I'll ask her if she's willing to take some questions from, from the chat room that could be... Uh, I'll phrase it that way. They'll be from the chat room. <laughs> All right. I mean, I Sounds good. Here. I just don't know. Um, yeah. Now, we had Stephanie on last week, and she was not uh, in a very good mood. No, she wasn't very as, cooperative. As, Yes. Has there been any change in that status or her status with Ken? Are they back on speaking terms? Have you spoken with Stephanie? What, what, what's going on in the last week? Ken told me like two days ago that he hasn't spoken to her since this all happened. Oh, I just got a picture of her. Let me see here. Let me see if I think the picture is, is good or bad or, or representative. Shout out, by the way, to Chicks Dig It in the chat, Druff. He's been asking for a shout out. Sorry, buddy. I didn't see it in there, but uh, glad you're with us. You know, I don't think this is a good picture of her. I don't know how to tell her either. It's not a good picture. I'm looking at the picture, and it's she. Uh, um, I thought she looked a lot better in person than in this picture. That's why we got to go to Facebook, buddy. Yeah. Text her back, and then ask her what her last name is, and I'll add her on Facebook, and I'll go through there, and I'll find some fa- fair photos. That's the way we. That's the route we got to go. Then plus, I you know can have some fun. <laughs> Text her back and ask what the last name is, and then tell her. That there will be someone named Brandon Gerson uh, adding her on Facebook. And I'll go through there and I'll find some good pictures. Okay. The picture she sent me, I'll, t- I'll tell you, she she kind of looked like she has a big nose in the picture she sent me. <laughs> and I didn't really notice that in person. But that kind of like jumped out at me in the picture. And uh, I, I, th- I thought she looked better than she did in this picture. 
So hmm. that was uh, that was my opinion here. And I, I hate to introduce someone to our our very critical chat room this way uh, without something that's representative. I, I don't want her to send like an old or or falsely good picture. But I, I think sometimes girls are. Have you noticed sometimes that girls are bad at picture picking good pictures of themselves? Well, the one girl was in the mugshot. Uh, what's her name? The 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 artist slash yeah. bookmaker. <laughs> well, at least she didn't pick her own picture though. That was the mugshot. Well, that's though. true. Yes, yes. But yes. I'm talking like you ask a girl for a picture, and she has like a hundred to choose from, and she sends you one that isn't that great, and then you look through her other pictures, and there's some that are much better, and sometimes the picture you see of her looks worse than the way she looks in person. That's a good point. And I yes. and I and I've brought this up to girls before. I go, you know. um... I think you look a lot better in person than this picture you sent me, but I see some other pictures of you that I think look a lot better. And she says, oh, yeah, well, tell me which ones. And I show her, and they're like, oh, I hate this one. My my hair looks like it has split ends or something like that. And I say, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm trying to give you my... I'm trying to tell you honestly, that picture here is a lot better than the one you sent me, and they just won't believe me. They think I'm crazy. And then I show it to other guys just to make sure I'm not crazy, and they agree with me. So... Um, and, you know, someone just said in the chat, it must be bad, or Jeff thinks we're going to rip it apart. It's not that it's bad, I just think she looks better than that picture. And I just, uh, you know, I, I just want the truth to, uh, come out. I don't want her to look better than she does to the rest of you, or worse. I want it to be the truth. So, uh, you know, we actually have a girl in the chat, uh, Biebs92. She says, LOL girls. I don't know what that means, but, uh, I wonder if, I wonder if Biebs does this. I wonder if she has observed this or does this herself, where she just, uh, presents bad pictures and thinks they're good pictures. I've never met her in person, so I can't tell you if her pictures are, are good or bad compared to the way she looks. But uh, anyway, maybe one day she'll come to Vegas and uh, and we will see the real Biebs. I'd actually look forward to that. I actually would like to meet yes. her sometime. But okay, so uh, let's. I'm going to call her back here. Let's see. She, she didn't respond to me about the Facebook. What is this slow? No, that's all right. I'm already texting her. <laughs> Skype. It's a hell of a, it's a hell of a program, isn't it? That's right. That's a, Brandon already grabbed her phone number. <laughs> Are you really texting her? I just asked her what her last name was so I could for Facebook. <laughs> I think our Brandon just grabs the phone number of one of our guests. Just, just please don't fly her to Vegas and then leave her at the airport. No, 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 no. Please, no. please. Speaking of which, uh, unfortunately, other sad news I already mentioned, Cletus. Uh, I'm really not going to go too much into it, but Jenny Anderson is no longer with Child Ruff. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it happens. Yeah. Sometimes it happens uh, on purpose. Sometimes it happens mm-hmm. by accident. Sometimes it's for the best, Ruff. Yep. Sometimes it is. So, yes. uh, that's whatever the case is, that's the what it is right now. This is such a fail. I'm going to tell you what a fail this is. I, mm-hmm. I plugged in my computer... Remember last time we lost power in the middle of the show? Yes. It was because I plugged in my computer, and it was plugged into a plug that needs the light switch to be turned on to work. And I did the same thing this time. And I was about to run out of power, but I'm wise to it before the computer runs out of power. <laughs> and I, I've just I've just plugged it into the good plug now that does not require the light switch to go on. And, uh, now, why are they antis? I'm still in this uh, poker parlor tournament. Why are they antis in this limit tournament? Uh, because the person who designed the software doesn't play limit, apparently. And there's no way for you to rectify this? Were there antis at the beginning? or were the whole? No, it just started going now. No, I, yeah, I, 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 there may be a way to change it. 
I think so Belichick, tilting as a limit hold'em player to see Antis coming. It, it is tilting. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Weren't there Antis at some stage of the mixed limit and no limit tournament, like in the limit part? In the World the, Series? One of the years, something like that. I think there was. I don't I don't remember. I'm not sure. I, I don't either. So hmm. anyway, right? Well, I guess we can call her back. Yeah, I don't know. Her, uh, let's just call her back here. And Brandon's madly texting her here, and she's ignoring me now. So. Uh, oh, I just got a response. Okay. All right, go ahead and call her. And uh, I'm going to... i got to find a feature on Skype to, like, block the number I'm calling for my co-host. Hello? Hello. We're back. Hi. So, uh, <laughs> hello, welcome back to the show. Um, now, I know Brandon has... Uh, Brandon actually was able to see your phone number... Um, when we're making this call, because you know we're part of the same radio studio here, station, and I, and I, I know that he has already—he's already made contact with My you. My phone's dying. Huh? She said her phone was dying. It just hung up. Oh man. Huh. I got the last name, so let's see if it's a protected or unprotected. <laughs> uh, see, thank God I did some research, Druff. Because now I may be able to save the day. My phone is dying! It's like the last thing you ever hear. Right. Yeah. Let's see if I could... Uh... This, I don't even think she spelled her last name right. So it can't be in three words, can it? I don't know. Maybe a different name for each baby's dad? I don't know. <laughs> what was her name again? Was it Marisa? or Mar- how do you, how Marissa. Do you have any... I don't even know how to spell it, but that's how you say it. Well, I'll work on this. Um, well, you know, I think we should call Stephanie and see if she's calmed down. Well, let's. You know what? Um, let's call up. Uh, I guess we can call Stephanie next. We have to call Dave Lerman, but we, I guess we can do it afterwards. Okay. Okay. Unterminated attribute. What does that even mean? I have a master's in computer science. I don't know what that means. Unterminated attribute. It just that just popped up on my screen on Skype. It said undetermined what? No, unterminated attribute. I seriously <laughs> have no clue what that means. Maybe that's a uh, maybe since I got my computer science degree in in '95, my master's then. Uh, maybe that's uh, it's a newer uh, term. But in '95, there's no such thing as an an, an unterminated attribute. Never heard of her. Yeah, I'm going to Google unterminated attribute. What is it? Yeah, I, I Google that it, it says re-unterminated un- attribute Skype support network. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Un- unterminated attribute. And why give that message to the user? Like, who's going to ever know what that is? Well, you know, tomorrow, Druff, is Halloween. And I guess I have to ask, uh, are there any big plans for uh, little Benjamin tomorrow? Well, this is Benjamin's third Halloween. Has he been trick-or-treating before? No, but this is his third Halloween, would you believe? I believe it. Yeah. He was actually born shortly before Halloween. He was a few days old when the first Halloween came around. He was a year old last year, and now he's two. And uh, I I haven't decided whether to take him trick-or-treating or or not. I don't really want him eating candy at this point. Um, and uh, he wouldn't completely understand, even though he's a very smart boy. His little two-year-olds don't really understand the whole thing. 
And yeah, but living in such, are you in one of your high, are you in a secret location? Or? I, I am in a secret location in a residential neighborhood. So I, Okay, I, I'm, so I'm sure it's a high end. So isn't there a chance maybe they'd be giving out uh, Cougaran or gold or some form of, you know, well, if, those it, high... if it was, then I'd be going trick-or-treating. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know what they'd be giving out, but I'm just afraid that, uh, like, I, I don't want him to eat that stuff yet. And... Uh, I don't know, maybe next year. But uh, yeah. on one hand, like he might enjoy like walking around. Well, different... I was just going to say, you don't even have to give him the candy. He wouldn't even know what it really is. Does he know what candy is? Uh, sort of. I mean, he sees me eating it. But I refuse to give it to him when he asks for it. Right. Which makes me kind of like a hypocritic, hypocritical father, but, uh, you know. Well, just hypothetically, just, just, I don't know. If he was to go tomorrow, was there any thought given as to what he would dress up to be? Uh, no. No, but uh, I, I kind of want to dress him as a chipmunk because mm-hmm. uh, when he was very, very young, when he was like a yeah, I don't know, week old, two weeks old, he used to make this sound that sounded a lot like a chipmunk. like, <laughs> And he still makes it occasionally like when he's straining to reach something. So I've always called him a chipmunk for that reason. So I, I think I'd want him to be a chipmunk. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Let's call Stephanie on that note. Okay. It's always entertaining. Hopefully she'll be in better spirits than she was. By the way, I heard of the World Series. If this continues, they're going to stop it and then wait two days so uh, someone can start the main event of a different event. (laughs) Hello? Stephanie, hello. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know... (laughs) Stephanie, why are you always so angry? Because I don't like being on the radio. Am I on the radio right now? No, you're not. We're just calling you. Just me and Todd. This is Brand Brandon. I mean, you're every time I've known you for years. You're just not, always angry. Like, what's what is? Because, tell me. I don't know you that well. I'm am, trying am to I, am, am I supposed to be happy? Well, but you're I, not on the radio. You call me on. You're not on the radio. Okay, fine, fine. What do you want? Fine. Well, no, but why are you angry? Is the question. Yeah. You just, I'm not angry. You don't seem like you're in a good mood. Ever. Uh, okay. Great. I mean, I'm just trying to understand because I'm still working on that article for the Las Vegas Weekly, and I'm just I'm trying to understand what makes up Stephanie, who Stephanie really is. I just feel like right, besides... goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Have wait, a great what? evening, both of you. What Stephanie? Wait, wait, Come on, Stephanie. Have you shipped me my money yet? She hung up. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you her know, back. Here. I, I want to find out if she shipped my money. You don't gotta worry. That that's definitely one number I'm not writing down. <laughs> <laughs> I want my $46, damn it. Yes? Uh, did you send me the $46 yet? No. Why? I don't think I'm going to send it. Why? What? Because I don't think I am. Wait, why won't you send it? You owe the money. Um, Because I don't. it's really not your business. I owe it to him, and I will give it to him. No, you're not, not because you. I, you know, I would let you do this normally, but what you're really going to do is... Actually, I would. Honestly, what, what, I would. You let him really know I have is... it in my wallet, and if he wants to see me, I will hand it to him, and he will tell you I gave it to him. Yeah, That's then, what and I will do. I have it, and I will give it to him. Stephanie, I have a theory from my article. Are you angry because a but, guy okay, had you know, sex with you? Todd, Todd, if you'd like to talk to me about this, you can call me separately. Are you angry that a guy had sex with you to get to Todd? Any comment? She hung up. Jesus. Now, let me tell you why she wants... Let me tell you why she doesn't want to... She's she's a scary girl. Let me tell you why she didn't want to send me the money. Because mm-hmm. what she's going to do with Ken is uh, just say, give Todd the money yourself and say it came from me. 
and then make some kind of threat, like, if you don't, I'm going to call Colleen and make her hate you, or I'm going to do such and such other terrible thing, and and then, you know, she'll scare him into coming to me and handing me $46 of his own money and saying it came from her, which I don't want. So that's why I won't accept it, even if he claims it came from her. Uh, like, I, I don't want to get into that. Like, like she, he gave permission for her to forward that money over to me, and you know why shouldn't she? Because if he owes me money and she's she owes him money, and he says just send it to Todd, like what's wrong with that? You know what's funny? She's one of these girls, very very rare in today's day and age, that will hang up on you, but will pick up immediately on the first ring when you call back. <laughs> okay, this one more time. Come on, just just give her a call back. I'm gonna I'll be nice. You know this this kind. Of, she actually reminds me of this other really strange and somewhat angry girl I, I once knew. I actually knew her through mm-hmm. Guy Prez. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Prez, whatever happened to that guy? He he's moved to San Diego and doesn't gamble anymore, as far as I know. But uh, Thy Prez, he met some girl through a personal ad that he once three wayed on with me, and um, like I got to know her, and she was so strange because like she was a total bitch. She would get very confrontational and nasty with you, and if you'd argue back with her, at some point she'd say, "I don't want to ever talk to you again," and hang up on you, and then you'd say, "Okay, well, fine." And then the next day your phone would ring, and you'd answer, and she'd say, what's up? And you'd say, well, wait, what, what about yesterday when you don't want to ever talk to me again? Oh, that's in the past. I'm over that. So so what's up? And this would happen over and over and over again. And and uh, um, eventually I had to just, like, stop talking to her. Like, at first it was kind of amusing, but eventually, like, I, I never met her in person. He actually met her in person. I, I never did, and I, I just... Uh, I just decided enough was enough. And then she kind of went psycho and started calling me like over and over and over again because I like really was done talking to her. Hmm. But uh, let, me, let me call Stephanie back. And, yeah, sure. She'll yeah. pick up on the first ring. <laughs> I'm going to ask her, why Why have to give it to Ken? If he agreed, it can go to me. Why not just pay me directly? Hi, this is Stephanie, and I can't uh, get to my phone, so please leave a message and I'll get back to you. She turned it off. Is that a cell phone? Yeah, yeah, it was a first ring cell phone. Wow. I'm, one, I'm more gonna, I'm one more time. One more time. One more time. Let's see here. Uh, oh, a natural-born hustler wants to know what she looks like. Okay, that's that's an interesting story. Um, Stephanie, for her whole life, was very overweight. And she actually developed diabetes recently. Somewhat recently. I don't know, two years ago. And she lost a ton of weight. I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, one of the symptoms of diabetes is often unexplained weight loss. So she just started dropping weight and uh, she eventually found out that she was uh, diabetic, and of course <laughs> still is. Uh, she has gained some of it back, but um, she, she's nowhere near as heavy as she used to be. At one point, she was actually like thin. She was probably she probably looked like she was like 120 pounds at one point. But what is she so bitter about? Just like in terms of life itself, uh, she seems like one of these girls that just feels like life has never given her a fair shot. She's just like a miserable person. Well, I mean, she, she kind of is. She's she's she is always kind of like angry and on edge. Uh, life definitely gave her more than a fair shot because she inherited yes. a valuable condo in West Hollywood from her aunt that she owns free and clear. And this thing's probably worth like three quarters of a million. So I mean, yes, that she she can't uh, use that for cash because uh, you know I guess you could take loans against it. But mm. um, but she she does own an asset that's worth three quarters of a million dollars probably that she didn't work for or do anything for and just inherited it. So that's pretty sweet, and I think she inherited some cash and some uh, and a car. So but that's got to be long gone if she's 
putting up posts trying to get forty dollars to take a single mom with two single moms to Vegas. <laughs> well, I don't, don't think, think she got that much cash. I think she's mainly like rich in condo, but not rich in cash. And um, but she she really has never had a job. She's like thirty six years old, has mm-hmm. never had any kind of real job in her life. So. So how has she always, family supported her? What's how has she gone by? That and and she's actually taken money from Ken over over the years. It's a, <laughs> it's a very sick situation. Jesus. And I, and people may ask if you're really friends with Ken, why don't you try to put a stop to this? I have. I've I've tried, I've tried and tried with Ken, over the years to convince him to leave Stephanie behind, but uh, he just tells me what I want to hear and then does the opposite. So I got tired of it. I said, okay, it's, you know, I'm, I give up. He's his own person. He can does do what he wants. So, right. Uh, anyway, it's not like Ken's in no financial windfall to be handing out money to. Well, yeah, that's that's what I tell him. I, I tell her too. Like I say, like, all people to take money from and take advantage of. Like you know, Colleen did it too. I'm like you know, of all, it's bad enough to take advantage of someone, and use them for money, but like to use another poor person, like <laughs> that's just uh, you're you're hurting someone who's already hurting. You can't even say like, oh, this person's so rich they won't miss it. This is right. some person who's broke. Like the like the phone sex lady. Yeah. So exactly. So let, let me try to call her one more time in case she was okay. trying to call out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now the, the weirdest thing here currently going on with Stephanie is that she has a roommate who um, is is starring in a play in Los Angeles and is friends with Gary Marshall. Hello? Yes. Um, I'd like to know, why don't you give me the money if oh, Ken has given permission for it and you owe him and he owes me? Because I don't. It's between me and him. That's no, it. it's not. It's between me and him. But he said to send it to me. I don't want to argue about this he anymore. He said to send it to me. I don't. I told you, if you want to call me separately from I am your calling friend, you se- you I am can. calling you separately. Is he still on the phone? No, he's gone. I don't believe you. What, do you hear him? Look, let me tell you something yeah. about Brandon. Brandon is what's known as a nose breather. He breathes through his nose all the I, time. No, he is. So if you heard him, if he was on the phone, <laughs> you would be hearing him going. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All right. he, he's known as the nose All right, Todd, You know what? I, I I will give it to Ken. I have the money. Well, why if, not just give it to me? If he wants me to give it to him, I will give it to him. Anytime he just, wants it. Why That's not just it. give it to me? I don't want to do this game anymore. I don't. It's I'm exhausted. Not a, game. a long day. I want you to then mail it tomorrow if it's a long day. He said. What? He said. Okay. Ken said it's okay to give the money to me. I don't care what he says. Ken doesn't make good decisions. You know this. Why is it a bad decision? I told him. Why is it a bad decision? Because I don't want to mail it to him. I don't want to mail it to you. I why? want to give it to him. But why? That is it. You and owe, you owe him. I'm give it to him. But hold on. He can mail it to you. But hold on. You owe him and he owes me, so why not just cut out the middleman and send it to me? Because <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's it. I'm sorry. I will give it to him, and if he wants See, to mail it to you, you, he can do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to get, sorry, it, from, I'm gonna have to get it from I'm going to have to get it from Gary Marshall, I think. And get it from him. I don't care. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna call. Right. I'm gonna call Gary Marshall and say this, this debt is from Stephanie. I need you to pay it. Okay. He has a All lot right. of money. I think he'll pay up. Fine. Okay. Uh oh, crap. Okay. I, I forgot to hang up on Brandon. I hear nose breathing. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! I wish I knew how to use the Skype better. I thought he was gone, but he's been here the whole time listening with his nose breathing. Stephanie, who's this Penny Marshall in New York? Is it the director? <laughs> it's Gary yes. Marshall. It's Gary Stephanie, Marshall. Stephanie, why are you yes. so mad? I don't understand. I've known I'm, you now for four I'm, years. I, because because you don't call you? me with good intention. But have I ever hurt you? Tell me. Have I ever hurt you? Did I ever seduce no. you at Holly's Steakhouse? I've never done nothing mean to you. And you, every week, you're just mean to me. I don't understand. You don't even know me. Fine. Okay, can we start over, please? 
If you're mad yeah, at Todd, do you, want, over... do, you want, do you want to talk to Genevieve? Sure. <laughs> no. Oh my uh, gosh, she laughed. I, I have, so I listen. have her phone. I have her phone number. I can call her myself. I'm talking to Todd and his friend. I'm on. I think I'm on the radio. No, I don't you're, know. Not, you're not on the radio. We're just. They talking. say I'm not, but I think I am. Well, just, well just, you could tune right in and check on the, the XM38 and see if you hear us. This is just we're a not, very. This is just a very personal nose breathing conversation. It's a radio show. They talk about poker. No, no. Genevieve no, no. wants to know when it's on tomorrow night. Yeah, it's on tomorrow at seven yeah, o'clock. Tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, it's on tomorrow. It's on every Wednesday. It's every Wednesday. She said she, never, she said she could never play poker. No. I, you know, I, I could never act in a play that uh, is owned by Gary Marshall, so we're even. Todd said he could never act in a play owned by Gary Marshall, <laughs> so we're even. Look, I'm seeing the soft side now. Todd, you bring out the soft side. Todd, Todd, she wants to know why you haven't come to the play. Um... I, I haven't been invited yet. You know, she'd like to invite me and put me on the guest you, list. You are you're invited, and and Benjamin should come too. I, I don't think she wants that for sure. So wait, who is Genevieve? I think, I think he could sit through it. No, I, I don't really know a lot about this. Who's who's Genevieve? Genevieve is Stephanie. the girl. What do you want? To, what do you want to know about Genevieve, Brandon? I don't know. You just mentioned her name. I, I don't know who this person is. She's in the is. background there. She's Stephanie's roommate. She's I never, uh, she's an actress. She's currently in a play that's uh, owned Todd's by telling him all about you. He's saying you're an actress. You're from New York. You know that you're um, going to be arrested for killing people. Yes. How dare you put That's words all. in my mouth like that? Are you going to come to the show? I, I, how did this conversation morph into that? I don't know. She just asked me why you haven't come to the show yet. Well, I didn't realize she had an interest in me coming. Yeah, it's. Uh... She did, and she she invited Ken again for tomorrow night because she gets comp tickets for tomorrow night. Um, they want the theater full. Oh. So she invited Ken again. Well, I mean, this changes everything. So, maybe, maybe I'll come. So if he does go, but you're taking Benjamin trick or treating. You can't come. You're taking him trick. I'll come another night. Aren't you yeah. taking him trick or Aren't you taking him trick or treating? I, I don't think she wants Benjamin at the play. I'm. I, he'll disturb the whole theater. He's so. No, he could be quiet. He's a good boy. Uh, you haven't met him recently. Oh. Yeah, he's. Uh, you he know what's funny? No. His, his behavior went downhill right after. Right after he last saw you, his Did behavior changed. Him? I'm not even kidding. What? Last time Benjamin came over, shortly after I left there, that's when his behavior changed. He fell asleep. No, no, no. I'm saying after that, the next day, his behavior changed and he became like a brat. I don't know how to... Yeah. I mean, Benjamin, he's a lot more difficult than when he last saw him. Stephanie, have you had I sex think... since Las Vegas? <laughs> no. I'm just Say, you, have, you, totally lied. you said you hadn't had sex since Ben. You did have sex in Vegas. I guess I forgot about that. It, it wasn't worth memorizing. Wait a minute, you, you did and you forgot it? Memorizing? Or... We're not, you know what, Brandon? Brandon, we're not talking about my sex life because I don't ask you about your sex life. Well, you can ask. Well, well, Brandon, just... yeah. no, you know what? I'll tell you what happened. Last time Brandon had sex, the girl complained that he uh, breathed through his nose too much. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> That's who complained. I was trying to be nice about it. I was trying to leave her out of this. <laughs> Wait, so Todd, so the sex in Vegas, it was not memorable at all? No, it was terrible. Oh, <sighs> man. Now, do you know that, uh, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth here, this guy actually told one of the girls from uh, that, that you brought to Vegas that he, he was only taking you to dinner and had sex with you because he wanted to talk to me and pitch his investment opportunity. Are you serious? He, he was using you to get to me, apparently. He was using me to get to you. That's what he told the girls. Oh, well, that's charming. 
Well, it, it was. He's a classy but... guy, let me tell you. He's a fucking classy guy. <laughs> well, guess what? He didn't get to you, did he? Nope, he didn't. It was pretty much a failure. And you know what else? He, he texted me a couple days ago asking me if he could borrow some money because he had no food in the house. Man, well, that, uh... If only his investment opportunity comes through, then he'll never have to borrow from anyone. See, I knew again. Stephanie had, like, a sweet side to you. Everyone's always saying, Stephanie, Stephanie, angry monster Stephanie. But I knew that once you get past all that, there's a sweet girl deep down inside there. You know what I mean? And I'm starting to see her tonight. And I yeah. like what I see, Stephanie. i got to be honest with you. Well, that guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, that happens. You know, you, some, some guys in your life you have sex with end up being uh, good guys. Some end up being pieces of shit. Some in between. You never know. So, why do you have to be like that? Honestly, why? What? So Genevieve had sex last night. He turned out to be a piece of shit. Well, okay, that's that's unfortunate. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I will take up Genevieve on her offer to see the play, though. I. Uh... Okay. Okay. Will you bring Ben? No, I can't bring Ben. Oh. Okay. No, Ben. Ben won't like this. Trust me. He's uh, he's too young. So you couldn't take him to a movie? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't do that. And you, you wouldn't sit through? Okay. No, I won't. I won't. To be honest, I won't take him anywhere right now that is meant for adults. He, he'll just cause a disruption. All right. So, um, why don't you put on Genevieve? I want to talk to her. She's in her room, Todd. She's watching Grey's Anatomy. Why? What do oh, you want? Oh, okay. Well, I can't interrupt that. She loves that show. Okay. Uh. Have they have they split off into two hospitals again, or are they still? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't want you actually watch. It. I don't even watch it. I don't. Know. I, I don't know. Last last I heard that uh, Mercy West merged with a Seattle Grace. That's last uh, I heard. That's funny. You're funny. I guy. don't know. Split but if you off. want to ask her, she talked to Ken. She hasn't. Okay. No. I, no. I want to just talk to her about her. Why? What do you want to know about her? I can tell you what. Well, no. I just I just wanted to catch up with Genevieve. Just. Uh... She thinks you're funny. Okay, that's good. She asked when Ben was going to come up to come back. Oh, I, I didn't know she, I didn't know she missed Ben so much. But uh... she loves she loves little kids. Okay, so all right. She's very uh, good with kids. So now now that we're all getting along better, uh, can you send me the forty six dollars? No, I'm going to give it to your friend, and if he wants to mail it to you, he can do that. I promise you, I will give it to him. I swear to God, I will. And if he wants to mail it to you, that's on him. But honestly, he probably won't because he never has any money. He probably uses it for food. Okay, but that's it. I, in fact, I will. I emailed him telling him if he wants the money to call me, and I will you know, mail it to him. Can I say something, Stephanie? Without you getting mad, I, I think I've no, I've, Brandon, because this no. doesn't affect you. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. It's not about that. I'm not, I, it's not my place. But you know, I've realized, Jared. I'm not saying the comparison of the looks or anything. You're kind of like a real life version of the Incredible Hulk. You get real sweet and you're all nice, but then when someone gets you, you're like Bruce Banner. You get all crazy and the I can. You know what I'm saying? Like you're very sweet, yeah. but you could you get agitated, like that Bruce Banner did, and then you become the Lou Ferrigno, and you just—it's like a, you become a monster. <laughs> like when you—you you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, just yeah, you know, you know what Todd? He keeps saying stuff like that. You'll definitely get your money because that's not cool. Hey, that is should, not you cool. You shouldn't hold this money over my head about this. No, thing. I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying I could see you have a very bad temper and. Todd seems to set you off. I don't think any of this is healthy, Stephanie. Is what I'm saying. I wasn't insulting you at all. I'm just saying I don't think you're putting yourself in a healthy situation with any of these people. The blood pressure is rising. I can see the muscles tearing your, your your shirt apart. It's awful. It really is. Okay, are we done now? See, she's it's the Have nice you ever Stephanie's seen the Incredible Hulk? Drift. I know it's a little you bit. You ruined uh, it. The Incredible Hulk, I think. Well, what, else 
Have you ever seen it? What else is there to say? I, I honestly have to go. We're having a friend come over, no, so no, no. is there anything else? But have you seen The Incredible Hulk? No, I haven't. We come on radio tomorrow when we do our show? No, it's Halloween. Oh, what about the next Wednesday after the elections? Will you come on and discuss? Because we're going to do no. a special edition because it will be the day after the Romney-Obama thing. Only, only if you interview Genevieve and she can talk about the play. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. That's fine. If we could have Stephanie on, we'll give Genevieve some. I mean, she wanted to give up the... Uh, what is she watching? You uh, said Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. I, I was going to say it's a good she thing we're on. Anatomy. Well, it's a good thing Come we're on, on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday because if we were on Tuesday, we could never get her with no, Grey's Anatomy. She's, being on. she's watching yeah. it on the internet. Well, if she wanted to come right now, we could tape it and then plug it tomorrow for a show. If she wants to just talk about it real fast under like a minute and just plug it, we'll tape yeah, well, it. She doesn't. She's in her room and the door's closed. Well, I'm not going to bother can't her. Can't she pause Grey's Anatomy? I'm sure that um, Dr. McDreamy can I wait. Just, I just told you I'm not going to bother her. She's closed her door. I'm not going to bother her. The Hulk's coming. All right, Stephanie, thanks for talking to us. So we can call you a week from tomorrow. As long as we let Genevieve plug the the fail show uh, for whatever, I, I guess, I guess. Okay, that's a deal. Todd, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll call All right, Todd. Let's call our other friend, the girls from Las Vegas or the Hitchhiker Girls. Yeah, we okay. have to call. Wait, them you're too. still talking to them? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Every night, Todd and I call them. Uh, Marissa and the three Are you of us. Serious? Talk. Sometimes yeah. at two, three in the morning. Yeah. Why? Because the girl was given a bad deal in life. Her father, one of them was killed. The other one died. She's got two kids. She just She's looking. Todd is basically being like a surrogate brother, maybe even a father to her. And he's taking her under her wing, and she's learning how to play limit hold of him. Uh, the other day she went, was it was a Commerce or Hustler Casino? Where'd she play at, Todd? Yeah, she, yeah, she actually played at the Hustler, and, and she played 3-6, and she only broke even. But, uh, you know, she she was learning. She, she, she did check raise someone on the river. Yeah. I was very proud of her. Um, she, she value check raised ace king high, which I that was a one of my patented moves. And yeah, uh, so I've, you really talk to, you've talked to these girls every day. Yeah, yeah. Has Why? Ken seen them? No, but but uh, we're trying to arrange that. Ken Are you is serious. The, Ken likes the black girl. I don't know the black girl. I know Marissa pretty well. We've been talking every night, but I don't know the color. Thought he likes Sose. All right, I don't know. Well, he's uh, he's playing the field. Ken, yeah. He's okay. playing the field. Yeah, yeah. How's that working out for him? Uh, very well. Ken is a very coveted individual. Yeah. All right, we got Marissa's calling on my other line, Ty. Let me okay. connect her. The, Stephanie, okay. we'll call you after the elections. Godspeed. Okay. My sweet hope. But by the time we talk to Stephanie again, we'll know who the next president will be. Jesus, that girl can just snap like... <laughs> I mean, is she bipolar? Is there something other there's, than the... There's diabetes? something going on. She has some kind of uh, anger management issue for sure. Yes. Jesus, you see, and you can, I could tell like when Ken got brought up with a girl, you, you see the jealousy, but it's not even like sexual jealousy. It's almost like she doesn't want Ken to be happy. It, Never it, find anybody. You're actually right that it's not sexual jealousy. It's some kind of like she has. It's almost like she's in love with Ken minus the sexual part, and that when she hears about him liking other girls, that it it gets her angry and jealous. Hmm. Yeah, but but I do believe that she doesn't like have a sexual attraction to him. She kind of like. I think she kind of like feels like she has a relationship with Ken that doesn't involve sex. Yeah. If you can understand that. So, yeah. Uh, I do. Anyway, uh, the, I thought it was an entertaining segment. But the, yeah, that, that girl Genevieve, uh, we will have her on next week. Funny enough, we, will, we, we really will be on on Wednesday. And because we're not going to be on next week due to the election. And we'll see if we can get Genevieve on. I don't know if she's performing that night. I don't know how long her play is going. But. Uh, 
She does have... Kind she of is, fell shows this now? Well, so let me tell you. She, her family knows director Gary Marshall. That's Penny Marshall's yeah, son Penny, brother. Brother. Mm-hmm. He, he's 78 years old. He has a shitload okay. of money. He's, he's made a whole lot of films. A very well-known guy. He's on... Even on Howard Stern sometimes. Uh, but her family is, is pretty close with him. And so she just recently moved from the East Coast to L.A., answered an ad for a roommate, and, and got Stephanie... And uh, it's it's so funny these people like like the girls we just talked to and Genevieve they like answer ads on Craigslist and they think they're just getting someone like normal and standard and they end up getting Stephanie and and Ken of course comes along with them and uh, <laughs> it's like they don't realize what they're getting into but uh, this this Genevieve girl you know through Gary Marshall just broke in very quickly usually you, know, you come to L A and say I want to be an actress uh, you're going to be waiting tables and you won't have any serious jobs for quite some time if ever but uh, she got the fast track to be in a play in LA uh, that Gary Marshall owns the theater it's running in and uh, you know she got the fast track to be the female lead so you know it's a real play running (laughs) running in LA in one of Gary Marshall's theaters so um, she may also be in a Gary Marshall movie I think the Princess Diaries 3 or something she may be in that so I mean, this is just—it really is all about who you know. But that's who Stephanie's roommate is. And I, I so think, wait, is she running out the the condo she got from the inheritance? To is that her income basically? Who? Like no, Stephanie charges the roommate's rent in a place that's already paid for. Yeah, right, right. And then like that's her ex- expendable income for the month and whatnot. Pretty much, yeah. I'm a scam. All these people have a scam. It's unbelievable. So so anyway, this is this why LA is like bankrupt. Probably, but uh, but yeah. So Genevieve, I, mean, no one, I, I, I met her once. Um, Ken was obsessed with Genevieve. I mean, absolutely obsessed with her. And uh, that's kind of died down since then. But he he was super obsessed with her. Um, I I was in West Hollywood anyway, eating dinner with my parents. So right afterwards, I called up and said, "Hey, you, you know, you want us to come over?" So I I came over with Benjamin, and they met Benjamin. And uh, so. It, it, I actually was telling the truth that very shortly after I left there that night that Benjamin changed personalities, but that was probably a bit because he's almost two, or he is two now, but uh, it was like about a month before he was two, or two months before he was two, and he started to uh, change. But uh, this, uh, yeah, so Genevieve, she, you know, she may actually end up with some degree of fame because of her connections. So... We'll have her on the show next week. Okay. And did uh did we want to call Dave Lerner still? Yeah, yeah we'll or call s- Dave Lerner. Okay. And uh, and Genevieve, she's a lot different than Stephanie. She's she's uh, I don't have any complaints about her. She seems uh, she seems fine. And uh, she and her she and Stephanie have had their share of fights already, as you might imagine. But uh, still uh, still roommates. If you have a play in L.A., you don't want to invite a two-year-old. It's not a good idea. So, that was me calling myself. And I got to call uh, Lerman through this, uh, through my own phone. And then connected onto here. For reasons I can't explain, but you just need no. to trust me. Absolutely. You go through this every week when we call him. Have you talked with him recently? 
Uh, yes. He wants to be on the show again. Okay. He's always looking forward to it. He actually approaches me and asks, radio going to be on? Can I be on? I said, sure. Hmm. I have a feeling he's not home. And the reason I have that feeling besides the ringing phone... I'm sorry, the party you have called is not available. Please leave a detailed... So he's not available, and the reason I knew he probably wouldn't be was because he asked me if his radio was going to be on tonight. I said yes, and I told him to come on, but then he has not been pestering me throughout the whole show as to when we're going to have him on. So that that's like showing me he's not there. Because if I was wondering why he hasn't asked me to put him on. And I was going to. It's just he, he doesn't have much patience as far as waiting to come on. So I, I knew since he wasn't asking why this is running late with putting him on, he just wasn't here. So Right. I guess no no Lerman this time. Let's see what else we have on our agenda here. Let's see what happened with the uh, final table of the World Series. You know, I guess that's going on, too. Well, nobody's busted yet. And let's see here. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> we really had very little movement. Uh, I don't know if they're on some kind of break or if it's just been the same thing all the way, but... Yeah, it's, it's pretty close right now. Uh, $78.5 million for Greg Merson. $61.3 million for Jesse Silva. $58.1 million for Jake Balsinger. They're all within $20 million of each other. Which sounds like a lot, but it's not. They're all pretty much all around the same stack. Yeah. So, I mean, really anyone could win this. I'm not just saying this to add drama to it. I mean, really, when... Number one has seventy-eight. Number two, number three has fifty-eight. That's pretty much anyone's game. It, it's it's very little advantage at this point to anyone. So, uh, Greg Merson did have more than half the chips at one point when there were three left. But uh, you know, I had more than half the chips when there were five left at the limit hold'em shootout and lost. So it can happen. In fact, at Commerce one time, I had two thirds of the chips with three people left and lost. Came in second. Sucked. Yeah. But, uh, and of course, Brandon, you also had a heartbreaker with the uh, limit shootout. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry if I seem a little <clears throat> uh, disoriented. I'm Marissa's texting me. And <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's going on here? You know, I, I, I mean, I'm to, trying I, to just, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just trying to get her send me her last name well, I, I, I thought keep her phone was dead though How, what, what, well she was lying I guess because she's texting me I'm just trying to get her a Facebook I just want to see a picture what the hell is this crap her phone's dead and then she texts you I'm so insulted well, maybe her, she found the charger I gave her a ride all the way home from Vegas I gave her a hotel room and this is what I get a, a fake phone dead thing <laughs> jeez <laughs> so what uh, What do you, what's your plan for tomorrow you for know, Halloween I, anything drop? Well, actually, no, obviously you're going to be with Ben. Do you have any very, really good Halloween stories from at any point of your life that stand out? Well, I do, but it's not... It happened on Halloween, but it's not really about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually got, I got to know... This is this is from high school. Um, I got to know these girls that were like... Uh, I think I was a senior. They were sophomores or something. And I befriended them. Like, like we weren't uh, ever going out, or you know, nothing ever happened. I, I didn't. I wasn't even attracted to them. I didn't want that. But uh, 
Yeah, we were friends. And um, I, I don't know why this was a big deal to me, but I told her, I, I told one of the girls, don't give out my phone number to anybody. I, I don't know why I said that. I guess I was kind of too ingrained in kind of like the, uh, the, the the computer and phone hacker community then where everybody's like phone number is so secret. So like I, right. I, so I told her just don't give. Like I gave her my number. I said don't don't give up my number. And yeah, so we were all friends, me and these these girls for I don't know two months or so. On Halloween, I got a call. I still remember this. I got a call and I hear this unfamiliar voice and I hear a second unfamiliar voice. It's a guy and a girl, and the girl's talking and she's telling me that she's asking, "Don't I remember her?" And she told me some name I didn't recognize, and I said, "No, I have no idea who you are." She says. Of course you do. You know, I, I met you at uh, such and such party. Don't you remember people turned your car over? Well, I knew for sure that this didn't happen. I mean, uh, no one ever turned my car over. And uh, <laughs> I definitely didn't meet her at any party. Like, the whole thing was weird. I'm th- So I, I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of this call is. I know I'm being pranked in some way, but I'm, I'm trying to even, like, determine why or what the point of this is and, and you know, where the people even got my number. So then it goes from these kind of weird, nonsensical statements, like about turning my car over, to where the guy starts just like threatening me, that he's going to come over, he's going to kick my ass, he's going to turn my car over. I don't know why they're obsessed with turning my car over, but <laughs> the, the guy starts threatening me, and I, at that point I hung up on him. So then my phone rings again, and it's them again. Of course, this is back in like the late 80s, there's no caller ID or anything like that. No call return, none of that stuff exists. So I answer the phone again. And it's him again, and, and that girl, and they're, they're going off on me and insulting me. And and, uh, and I say, you know what? You guys must have gotten, you guys must be dialing my number randomly. You have no clue who I am. You didn't even ask for me by name. Uh, you just started talking. My my number was like an easy number that was like in a pattern, so I, I actually did get a like weird random call sometimes. So I said, you don't even know who I am or anything about me. And then the person said back to me, I think the guy said it back to me. He said, yes, I do. Your name is Todd. You go to such and such high school. And then they described the way I looked and told me my hair color, my eye color, my height, and my weight. Now, the reason that was significant to me was that the weight they told me wasn't like a weight like 175. It was something like, like, like you know... 157 or something like that. Like a weird number that you would never... Like, like if someone's guessing your weight, they would never say. Like, Brandon, if I asked you to guess my weight, you wouldn't say, oh, I think you weigh uh, 217 pounds. Like you, you, would, you would pick a round number, right? Yes. So, so I knew someone had obviously given that information. And it was actually a correct number, too. So I knew someone had given that information to them. And I had remembered that I had had a recent discussion with that girl who I told never to give my phone number out, where I actually told her how much I weighed. I don't know the context with it, but we, you know, I actually had told her my height and weight very recently before that call. So I knew for sure that it had to have come from her. So I was pissed, and I, and I don't know why she would have given my number to these people to prank me. And then I, and I was especially pissed because you know, it wasn't just like a fun prank call. It turned into like threats. And honest to God, they never flipped over the car? No, my, my car <laughs> never got flipped over. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out of the World Series one day next year and someone will have flipped over my car. Like, I, I know this is going to happen. But uh, but no, nobody flipped over my car. But I was pissed that I was being threatened about that and being threatened with other crap by this guy. And, and I never found out who that was or, or the girl on the phone with him. But I knew who gave out my number. So I confronted the girl who I knew did it. And she denied it. And not only did she deny it, 
but she started getting really nasty with me for having the nerve to accuse her. But like in such an over-the-top way, I knew for sure she was guilty. So then from just because of that, me and her and her friends went from like friends to enemies just over that. Now keep in mind these girls were like 15 and I was 17, so that you know you you can't expect the most mature behavior. But this happened right. on Halloween. And um so so I I said, "Well, what am I going to do about this? I I've got <laughs> I've got to find a uh, I've, I've got to find an answer to this." So I said, "Well, I, I think it's, I got to give her a taste of her own medicine." So I started pranking the shit out of her over and over and over again until she told me the truth. So so finally after after I was like just hammering her phone, she confessed to everything and said, "Yes, yeah, she gave up my phone number to two of her friends to, to, just to screw with me, and then they just took it too far." And she's sorry. I said, "Well, what, you know, why didn't you tell me this before?" Well, I, I don't know. I was embarrassed. I said, "Well, you know, I you did this. I, I confronted you, and instead you just you know you called me all these names. You got nasty with me. So um, that seemed to be that. We we were done with this. We were uh, obviously we weren't going to be friends anymore. We you know and." That seemed to be that. But I said to her, don't ever give out my number to anyone again. Or, like, you, you think the pranking I did to you here was bad. I'm going to just, like, do it ten times worse. So she said, I, I won't, I promise. I said, okay. So several months passed. And around, like, May, I think this happened, it's like, I told you a Halloween story. So, like, around May of the next year, this weird girl starts calling me and saying the stupidest shit to me and hanging up on me. Like, she'd say to me, your dick is like Swiss cheese and would hang up on me. <laughs> what does that even mean, your dick is like Swiss cheese? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even understand the insult, but I would get, like, dumb shit like that said to me over and over, like, and then be hung up on. And I, I was trying to figure out what this about. I'm like, did she just give out my number again? Well, I started listening more closely to this girl's voice who was pranking me, and it sounded just like the girl who was on the phone during Halloween talking about my car being flipped over. I'm like, motherfuck. She did it, you know, she she told the girl to prank me again. So I called up the girl who originally gave out my number and, and said, you know, you better get your friends to stop calling me. And she said, she's not. I said, yeah, that's what you said the first time. She said, no, no, but this time I really mean it. I said, yeah, bullshit. I said, yeah, the the, the girl sound, sounds identical. It's, you know, someone pranking me out of nowhere. I'm even hearing like a lot of kind of similar stuff. It's It's got to be the same person. I don't know who this is, but make her stop or I'm going to take it out on you. So she swears it's not her. In the meantime, that other girl keeps pranking me. So I said, all right, I'm just going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to start pranking this, you know, this former friend of mine again over and over until she puts a stop to it. So I did. Well, it comes to find out about three weeks later, the one who was pranking me let something slip out that had something to do with my ex-girlfriend. And I realized that this had absolutely nothing to do with the first girl. And it was just like a friend of my ex-girlfriend who was screwing with me. So. I kind of felt bad, but I kind of didn't. <laughs> it all began on Halloween of, of uh, 1989 when someone threatened to turn over my car. Do you care if I send Marissa the picture of me and you from the Don Hanley concert? Uh, you can. I, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I don't know why. <laughs> why. Why are you sending the picture? I think you can. But you know, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to get uh, Facebook acceptance here. It's not for me. It's for the community. But how how's sending this picture going to get acceptance? It's like to show you what you She asked like? me to send her a picture first. 
This is the one where you're kind of people thought that you're hunched over, but it was just like an awkward pose. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. She's seen me before, so. Yeah. You know, I was joking before about how they're going to stop the final table so someone can start a main event of another tournament, but uh, a serious question here: How long will they go on with this if it just drags like this forever? Um. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I, it, it's going to play out. I don't think there's a there's a stop. I mean, you remember the infamous uh, heads up battle with uh, Chip Reese and Andy Block it lasted like I think they played like 15 hours of heads up poker. Yeah. So they started at six o'clock tonight, I think. They started at six, so it's only three and a half hours in. So you think they're going to keep playing? Like, let's say 12 hours from now, they're still like around the same in chips. Let's say it's right. at 9.36 a.m. They're still around the same in chips. Are you going to finally just stop it and say, okay, this I'm is sure, enough? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sure at some point. But, I mean, I, I'd give it at least 12 to 14 hours before they consider uh, calling it until the, the next day or two more days because there is a, Deni- uh, a Venetian deep stack that Greg Merson registered for tomorrow. So. <laughs> you know, uh, I have to say for Greg Merson having more than half the chips out of three people, if he does go through a long drawn out battle and doesn't win, that that'll be really tough for him. Even if you know, even if he walks away with uh, you know, millions of dollars. To know you were that close and not do it. I mean he's still in the lead here. I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna lose, but uh to I mean you know, I guess what it what you know, part of first of all, I don't think there's any chance. I mean well I shouldn't say that there's any chance. I don't think in all likelihood it's gonna go that long. Um I think part of it is you know they haven't got to that cooler hand yet, and a lot of it is just because they're playing small ball poker now. But all it's really going to take, uh, and especially as like the hours go on, and even though you're playing for so much money, it's really hard, I believe, still to stay that that disciplined and just in terms of just how you feel and just staying sharp. And it's just going to take one of those hands where someone has ace king and the other has like a you know mid to high pocket pair or even ace queen and they're all going to get it in and then and then you know that's going to get it down to to, to two handed or heads up play and we just haven't seen that yet. It is you know, true. I guess, I guess with the blinds with the blinds going up too it uh, also increases the yeah. chance that someone's going to go. What's that four, 400 800 now so you're talking 1.2 1. 1. It's almost 1.5 you know every every three hands. So it's actually yeah, it's about one point one two three one point four million every three hands, but I mean that's still that's still pretty decent in regards to like just the the stack sizes. I mean Merson's got eighty one, Jake's got, no one's in real dire straits yeah. of finding out. But I'm just saying like you know how the, there's gonna be that hand. Someone's gonna have yeah. like you know well, of course there's gonna be you know a big pair over a big pair, but most likely gonna be like an ace king hand versus like jacks or tens or queens, and that's gonna you know, determine it. I don't think, I just don't think we've seen any of those hands yet, obviously. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I, I don't, I think we'll play out tonight. I don't think there's a real chance, a real uh, likelihood that it's going to go, to, you know, they're going to have to postpone another day. Well, you know, mean, the other thing that was weird, and I, I don't even know, I don't follow the rules anymore, and I assume you don't. I know in years past, they would play the, what was, I guess, before this year, the November 9, now it, it fell in October, down to the final two, and then they take a day off and then play heads up. And I guess, have they just changed that format? I mean, I guess they did, but is that something that... that I don't know. That's a good question. Every year it's been it's been heads up. You know, they get down to two and heads up, but this year for some reason it was three. So I wonder if it was because last night... And also they, they've, they've given people a day off normally too. 
So I don't, I don't know. Well, he, actually, here is uh, here's an interview with uh, Seth Polanski about the the Please, changes I'm, they made this year. Okay, and I and I guess Natural Born Hustler is telling us that Sylvia lost nine nine versus Jack Jack earlier for a forty million dollar pot. So mm. eventually, if you play a lot, uh, you'll see it. Chicks Dig is telling me it was three handed last year as well. So I guess that's as much as I know. I don't know. I just remember like the first three years, uh, you know, uh, with uh, who was with the first year was I'm trying to think. Was it Jerry? It wasn't Jerry Yang. I'm trying to think of the first. Who won the? Was it Jerry Yang? No, I think. Um, do you remember the first year when they went to the November Nine format? Who won it? Uh, it wasn't okay. Joseph Kata no. was like two thousand and nine or ten. Then who was first? I can't even remember. Eastgate? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. There was Eastgate. There was Kata. I'm trying to think. Maybe. Eastgate was the first one. I can't remember. I think I Peter Eastgate hit and ran me on stars. Yeah, I remember. It was in it was in Limit Hold'em, right? People didn't believe me either. They're like, no, no, he just had something else to do. But then he like hit and ran me, and then um, just went off to some other table. Yeah, the chat is confirming it was Eastgate and Ka Joseph Cato was two thousand nine. Was it ever confirmed that Peter Eastgate's gay? I know there were those suspicions. No, I don't think it was. Huh. I don't think. And the other thing, remember, didn't he go on this whole little? Thing about I'm burnt out of poker. I'm quitting yeah. poker, and, and I guess he's he's back playing. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, he he uh, yeah he was. You know, I think I just turned you down. Excellent. Here we go. Um, yeah, there were those weird pictures of him with other guys. Like I know they're Europeans, so they act kind of differently. But it just really seemed very gay. They were like like hanging out by a waterfall and like like holding each other in the water. It's really weird shit that you don't see straight guys doing, even straight European guys. And then, uh, and then there was that weird thing where he's just like, gonna. He was selling his bracelet, and uh, and not. It didn't look like because he needed money. He just like, almost looked like he resented poker, which is weird. Like, like, you win the main event. Uh, why would you ever want to sell your main event bracelet unless you are broke or just hate poker? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, as, as someone who won a just a preliminary event, I, I would never even think of selling my bracelet unless it was like. You know that, or, or or not being able to eat, and uh, and that's not even a main event bracelet, but a main event bracelet. How how can you sell that? And then how can you? It's, the whole thing is weird. And there's something with that guy. I know that, somebody that has a Venetian uh, Formica trophy, and he wouldn't even sell it. <laughs> so, I don't mean I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I, I have a Commerce glass trophy that I actually uh, keep around in case someone breaks in the house. It's got these really <laughs> sharp edges. I mean, I'm serious. It's a big, heavy glass thing with these sharp edges. You can really hurt someone with it. I'm not even kidding. I think I remember it. Was that the last No Limit Hold'em tournament you've ever won? I remember, like, it was right before the World Series, and you played in, like, some No Limit warm-up tournament. Yeah. Oh, no, that was, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. The, the the Commerce, you said, right? Yep. Or am I thinking of something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. I, I won, uh, won a Commerce tournament. Wow. Unbelievable. And now it's a weapon. And, yeah, and I'm probably right. one of the safest gated communities in all of, um, I don't know where you live, but <laughs> in whatever secret location you are from time to time, it has become a weapon. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, I've been looking at it while we've been talking, this picture of Kelly Barcel. It just disappoints me so much. I just, I don't know. I, I just was picturing this, like, I know it's a mugshot, but I, I still, I was picturing, like, this little, pretty, like, sprightly-looking woman who's uh, a photographer and, like, I, I don't know. I, like, she looks kind of beat up in this in this uh, mugshot. And it just disappoints me because it just uh, it sh <laughs> it shatters 
it shatters the story. It shatters the the whole image I had of the whole thing. Like that this very like unstereotypical bookie comes over. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I got my bookies here, and then you expect like some some gruff like big fat guy, and then this like like little uh, woman shows up. I don't know. It's just uh, it ruins it a little bit when she kind of looks kind of looks like a little beat up, you know, like like. Y- you you wanna? I really wanted it to be someone you just would never <laughs> picture to be a bookmaker. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't get mad at me, buddy. I'm just I'm just reading it. So I sent her the picture. Oh no! And she says she says nice pick, and she said, "Oh, that's the old guy that drove us home." <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I mean, it's not that I'm much uh, younger than you. It's just pretty funny. Jeez. Oh, getting away was so nice. I'm single mom of two, and it was great to get away, even though I didn't have any money. That's the old <laughs> guy who drove us home. That's so sad. Like, I remember when All I, I'm really trying to do is get a picture. I've sent it five times or send me a picture. Damn it, I, I, I remember when I was the young guy. Wanna, now, now I'm the old guy who drives them home. We're like ancient in terms of poker. No, I know. Well, I know one of these guys, I, I, I guess he still left, had a chance to become like, I don't even know how, how it can still be broken. Like the, the youngest to ever win the main event. I know, is it Joseph Cotter that had the record? Yeah, like, he was didn't one of them like yeah. get it like 21? Like he was 20, when the, when the main event started, he was like 21 years old, like two days or three days or something that I remember thinking isn't never going to be broken. Like you'd have to be twenty one. I mean, eventually it's gonna be like twenty one days and or twenty one years and like eight hours. You know, it's just it's it's that ridiculous. I think it's Kata. Do you know? Yeah, it is Joe Kata. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. I think one of them still, but whatever. I I I I, I honestly, as each year goes by, buddy, I could care less and less about yeah, that's how I any feel. of these tournaments that's how I and feel. just. Totally. Huh? That's how. That's totally how I feel. Like I really. I stopped caring the second I bust out of there. I'm like, yeah. even if I didn't play, I would say, if I didn't play, I wouldn't watch it at all. Like, I, I'd just kind of, like, occasionally refresh it at the very end like I am right now. Like, that's, um, I wasn't excited about this at all. I am excited about the election coming up next week. That I'm gonna, that's why I've delayed the, uh, radio by a day, because I, I really want to watch that closely. Uh, but, but this, you know, like, I'm not excited. If it, if someone I knew well was in it, I'd be excited. If I was in it, I'd be super excited. But uh, you know, nine strangers. I don't really care. It yeah, doesn't matter much. And I, I guess it would matter a little more to me if it was like a, a better known name in it. But like the year Ivy was in it, I still wasn't that excited. Well, I mean, there was just more drama. Ivy was in it. Shulman. A lot of people were rooting for Jeff Shulman to win just to see what he was gonna do. Yeah, with, with if he'd really the throw garbage. the bracelet in the trash, and you know, there was more. I don't know. I, I, I there was some dynamic to it at least. You know, but this year, and I don't. I mean, it's going to take a World Series like that. I don't even. I I wonder now, thinking about next year, you know, if, if they're even going to maintain the amount of coverage. Because I can't imagine. I mean, I don't even know. What are the ratings? Do you even know? Yeah, like, I know they were going down and down. Know, that's they, why they, they couldn't be that they, good because this year yeah. they just had nine nobodies at the table, which is a, of course, easy for that to happen with sixty six hundred people. Entering, but uh, that's a nightmare. At least you know that when they had the grinder two years ago, you know that that at least got some uh, some someone that they recognized at the table for the general public. But you can't have uh, you know this table full of nine no namers. Even if this Greg Merson is a good online player, you know to the average poker fan, he's a no namer. Even to me, he was a no namer. So uh, you know they, I have to imagine the ratings since they're already falling anyway on poker and have been for a long time. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut this down even further. Yeah. But. Now, also, just speaking of uh, what you're talking about, the election, Jay Stat in the chat who tunes in uh, every week, he's asking, why can't you give us election coverage next Tuesday, Druff? Could be your best podcast. Well, I, I'll tell you something. I, I think that uh, people, there's so many stations you can watch of people who do this for a living, uh, who actually have access to data that I don't have. You know, they, 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 I just would get my data from refreshing the internet or watching TV, and I think there's only so much I could say. Um, yes, I could give my opinion of where I think things are going or whatever, but uh, I, I also, I'll be honest, I don't know if I really want the burden. I kind of, it's it's hard to enjoy watching these things if I also have to commentate on them, and uh, I, I kind of just want to turn on the TV next week and uh, you know watch as the returns come in. I, I think last four years ago I wasn't that exciting to watch because I, I knew the result I, way before the election. So you've actually gone from just a couple weeks ago, about a month and a half ago, of basically saying that uh, it's too little too late in terms of Romney to now saying that you think he may have a legitimate chance of winning, huh? Um, he has a legitimate chance. He's definitely not the favorite. But uh, Well, I mean, I just remember what, what you wrote oh, after yeah. his first debate when he crushed Obama – you wrote it, you know, he crushed Obama, and of course I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly verbatim what you said, but, you know, more or less, your your sentiment was too little, too late, no shot. But now it seems to have changed. Well, uh, I still think that uh, it was too little, too late, but I think he's got a chance now. I was, I've, you know, I've posted things about this in the forum before. I, uh, Romney would have to have a lot of things go right at the same time, including a few unexpected things like winning Ohio. What about a storm that wipes out like the majority of black communities from voting? <laughs> yeah, that that might help him. And uh, uh, I I don't even think it has to be anything that extreme or crazy. I think just like a, a better than expected showing of you know Republican voters in Ohio, and 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 then to pull out the close ones like Virginia and and other ones where Florida and other ones where he may or may not win. If all these things kind of come together in the right way. Uh, he can win, whereas with McCain, I knew he had zero shot. I knew it was over. I mean, and, and with Romney, it was pretty much over until that first debate. Then that really upended the whole thing to where it became a contest again. Uh, Obama has been the favorite the whole way. He still is the favorite. Anyone who thinks otherwise is, is wrong. But uh, this wouldn't be an absolute, like, unbelievable shocker if Romney won, which it would have been had McCain won. I mean, that's... I knew McCain wasn't winning. It was just a matter of how badly he was going to lose. Right. And and here it looks like uh, a close one. And we, you know, this now will be the probably the third of the last four elections, which are fairly close. Uh, obviously, there's the 2000, which was super close, and there's 2004, where really going in, nobody knew if it was going to be Bush or Kerry. And even though Bush won by a decent margin, it wasn't a huge margin. And going into the election day, nobody knew it. Looked very close. And uh, you know, Bush actually did better than expected in Ohio, and maybe you know Romney can pull uh, from that some hope. But uh, you know, right now, if if Romney doesn't win Ohio, it's it's over, unless some mm-hmm. fluke happens that he wins some other states that he wasn't supposed to win. But it, it pretty much is almost over. And uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who hate Obama have been posting very hopeful messages. Oh, you know. Uh, Pennsylvania is pretty much a tie. Ohio is pretty much a tie. Florida is a lock, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I don't believe those things. I, I, I've been trying to look at the polls, which are done by 
neutral sites or ones that kind of um, put all the other polls together. It just uh, I try to look at polls that are not biased either way because I, I don't want to see a poll that's biased against Republicans. I don't want to see one's biased for Republicans. I want to see what's really going on and, and uh, uh, not necessarily what I want to believe is going to happen or will make me happy that it happens, but rather what really is going to happen and, and then go from there and try to uh, you know, predict myself what's going to happen. And I, I think it's I still think right now it's going to be close, but Obama's going to win. I, I think it, it could even be the closest election since uh, Ford and Carter. Or not for since then. I mean, the, the Bush, Bush Gore, and Bush uh, Gore. Gore. Bush Gore. I mean, not closest. I mean, it'd be similar to Ford and Carter is what I mean. Where it was. Yeah. It was, it was one speaking, of speaking of 2008, did you ever see the, the HBO movie uh, Game Changer? No, I didn't. Okay, I, I just wanted to get your view. And you, you know what it's about, obviously, right? Um, I've heard of it, but now I'm forgetting. It was about uh, the 2008 Mc, McCain campaign, but specifically Sarah Palin and uh, just oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that went on behind the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember hearing it. Now, now it's all coming back. I didn't see yeah. it, but I remember hearing the whole story about it. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't even blame McCain for... for Choosing Sarah Palin four years no, ago. No, I mean it was it was a calculated risk. I mean he wasn't going to win unless he did something dynamic, right. and that you know it it, it could have blown blown up in his face. And I remember for a while, uh, and then you can you know I know obviously you probably followed it more closely than I did, but it did spark a lot of electricity. And although it fizzled at the end, as you know, she started basically talking publicly and, and you know making infamous comments such as you know when asked about her. Uh, foreign, you know, relations uh, experience. She said that she can see Alaska from outside her front porch and just other gaffes that, you know. But you remember at the beginning, it really added uh, excitement and and created a rise in the numbers for them. Yeah, well, uh, it it was a good idea. It was something where, yeah, you know, you're going to lose anyway, so you might as well go for some kind of factor that that nobody thought of before. Just just go for something unusual. That, that could possibly swing it like like a long shot chance, like almost like a hail mary. Like, right, like you know, like a nominate. Remember the guy from the poker who plays with his whole cards with his feet, <laughs> William Rockwell. Remember him? Yes. Like, well, I'm just saying. All right, maybe that's a little extreme, but okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. So, um, you know, uh, I I think that uh, if Obama does lose here, it really will be one of the bigger bed shits of uh, in modern politics where someone has a huge lead in, in a presidential contest and chunks it off in, in such a bad fashion. I mean, he he really had it before that first debate. He really just, uh, it, it looked very bleak for Romney at that point. And, and Romney isn't that great of a candidate. So it's, it's not even like you're facing uh, like Ronald Reagan or something or Bill Clinton who can uh, campaign very well. R- Romney's a flawed candidate as it is. What so, would you say before the debate, Obama had what, like an eight to one chip lead? I think it was it was better than that. It was a wow. Uh, it was it was a big chip lead, and it was uh, uh, the the only reason it wasn't bigger was because they had not done the debates yet, and you never know what that can produce. Yeah. And indeed, that's what happened. But um, I, I was very surprised when I when I saw that first debate in the first half hour. I was like, wow, I, <laughs> boy, Romney looks like maybe I'm just being biased here. Romney How can Obama well. say that people are Americans are taking jobs overseas to get a tax break? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, I, I think that was a line that hurt him the most. And, and Romney's like, what did he say? He's like, uh, I've been in business. He's like, Mr. President, I've been in business for 30 years, and I have no clue what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I don't know what was wrong. With something along those lines. Usually, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know what was. They usually prepare. That was surprising. They they prepare uh, so much for these debates. I don't know if he's just yeah. uh, out of it that day or what happened. Yeah. There, the Apparently, Jeff also bad guy is going nuts in the chat. He's saying he's trying to call I, in. I don't see any calls he, coming in. I, I saw that, but I don't okay. see anyone calling. I, I I really I'm being honest, bad guy. I don't it, see. Maybe maybe yeah, that's why no it seems conspiracy. like we don't... could be because of the storm, Jeff. Maybe Isn't... maybe that's why we don't get that many calls here. Is that people call and don't get through? I, bad guy. I know you always show your phone number, but make sure you're showing are the they, story too. Are they calling the Mount? Also, maybe try calling our Mount Charleston affiliate. What what is that yeah, number yeah, that's again? That's right. Uh, here, I'm gonna type in the chat seven zero two. Four three zero eighteen zero eight. I just typed it in chat. That's their. That's Mount Charleston. That's Mount Charleston. That's the, that's the mountain number. Yes. We Sorry actually have, we have a mountain number. That's like, um, I, in fact, ski season's coming up, and I'm actually considering going skiing on Mount Charleston just to ski by my phone. <laughs> have you ever skied up there before? It's such a fail. No, I, that's why I haven't. It's, it's, it's such a, a fail. fail. It, like, it, I know I'll be bored there in like. Ten minutes if I if I go to that. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's it's. I guess the only thing that's nice about it is it, obviously it's closed. And if you want to take like a beginner, you know, I don't know if your uh, girlfriend's a skier. You know, if you just want to go on a nice day trip and and just with someone that's maybe a beginning skier and get like a cabin up there, it is a lot colder than it is, and, and there's a lot. You know, at least usually like in January, February, March of snowfall. But in terms of uh, skiing there, I think there's only like two lifts. Yeah. Uh, the last, yeah. I mean, it, it's just not. I and mean, if you're a beginning skier, it, it's you know, or if you're coming to Vegas from somewhere like in the south and have never skied, I guess it'd be worth it. But for anyone that's an intermediate or above skier, it you, you would literally be bored within, you know, I guess almost immediately. Well, yeah, it's Vegas pretty... doesn't have. Uh, it's just not very close to anything that you can ski. Uh, I, I Mammoth is like 300 miles away. And uh, then there's uh, some of those Southern California resorts, but they kind of suck anyway. They're better than Mount Charleston, but like Big Bear, but those are it's still not very close. It's still over 200 to get to those. And um, then you can go to Utah, but that's already uh, some distance away. So yeah. Like, yeah, 300 miles. So you're just not that close to skiing in Las Vegas. And so I guess if you want to ski somewhere that... Uh, I guess if you want to ski somewhere that's, that's really close, it's fine. But I, you know, I do recommend going to Mount Charleston in the summer, though. Just it, it's just really a weird experience that you, you know, do it in July. Like w you walk out in July, it's like 115 degrees, 110, whatever. You just feel the the sun just pounding you there, and then you get out, you get in your car, you drive to Mount Charleston, it's about 45 minutes away. You get out at 70 degrees. It's unbelievable. Like you, you can't believe you're that close to Vegas, and it's this much cooler. And you're like in this weird kind of like mountain environment, and the the air is is crisp and it's like 70 degrees and it's it's a it's it's even like it's it's a pretty area. And it's just uh, to me the thing that was amazing just was the difference from Vegas to that and how quickly you get there. So I'm seeing that the Lakers are getting beat. Lou Father's claiming this. I'm not seeing. They they went 0 and 8 in the preseason. This was a dream team with 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 Howard and and Nash, and and of course with Kobe and Gasol. I think you know I know you're obviously an LA sports fan, but I have the feeling that this is going to resemble what they did when they got. Uh, I guess it was like the last year that Shaq and Kobe were together, where they brought in Karl Malone and Gary Payton, and just a lot of older veterans that were just in the last 
years of their career, and they all just try to get a championship. I don't think it's not to say not to say Steve Nash is he's still not uh, you know an elite point guard. I mean, he still is, but he's I mean, he's nowhere near what he was only three or four years ago. But I don't I don't know. I, I don't see that chemistry of just, I mean, just meshing in the sense elite you know and that's that's just saying if they stay healthy well, which, it may it know, may take time you know they uh, I mean, like look what happened to Miami the first year when they got LeBron that they were saying oh they're going to win the championship and then then it was a fail right but but they have a limited window i mean even though Dwight Howard and again people don't realize he's only there for one year you know he's not he's not op- he he could leave after this year which he may very well do who knows but Kobe's at the end of his career i mean his best years are behind him and he's starting off the season, you know, obviously in a way that no Laker fan wants to see, he's injured. Well, he is playing though tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, he's playing, but he's he's not he's not healthy. He's not starting an 82 game season healthy. Um, you know, many people are wondering how Nash is going to hold up for 82 games. So I don't I don't know. I don't think I, I honestly still think even though they traded Harden, I still think Oklahoma City is a team to beat in the West. Yeah. Well. Um... well yeah. I you know it it remains to be seen what's going to happen here, but but definitely uh, they're they're playing Dallas, who's a, a good team, but uh, they've actually handled Dallas very well over the years. It, oh, they're not, down by thirteen with yeah. six minutes left. No, they're going to lose, I mean, barring some miracle. But uh, they've actually handled Dallas very well overall, uh, especially when Dallas has had better teams than the Lakers at times, and the, the Lakers have just done very well against them. But uh, especially the, the Dallas doesn't even have Nowitzki. Yeah, believable. Yes, uh, that's right. No, that's amazing. No Novitski, and they're still losing like this. Uh, that that's pretty sad. But uh, but you know they're at yeah, home. Meta, Meta World Peace has got to turn up his game. Look at this. Thirty minutes played so far. Yeah, zero he, for six. One point. Field goals. Zero for three. Three point attempts. One for two in field in uh, three throws. Uh, four rebounds. Three assists. Uh, two turnovers. Ugh, one point. That's a that's pretty bad. And Steve Nash only has five points. I know he's not really a shooter, but. Uh... He's only got five points, and uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, the the 0 and 8 preseason, I said, ah, it doesn't matter. You know, it's the preseason. They try out a bunch of experimental stuff. They had a lot of injuries. Like, you know, who cares the preseason? But uh, this is not a good start. And uh, yeah, this team is built here to win the West at least, at the very least. And this isn't a good way to start. And it, it may take some time to get better. And I, I've said about Kobe. You know, he Kobe might end up. Retiring, even before his his own deadline of, of 2014, because if if he starts to have difficulty and not play well and have injury problems, he's not going to be one of these players who just you know goes out there and sucks and says, well, you know, I was once good, I'm going to keep playing for the paycheck. He's going to quit if he can't play anymore, if he's just not if he's a, a shadow of his former self. There's one other problem with this uh, Lakers team that is the bench is awful. It was awful last year, and it's awful again this year. And uh, Anton. Yeah, they Jameson, don't have they don't have any depth at all. A- Anton Jameson at age thirty six is not the answer. So, uh, um, the the thought this year was that the starting five are so good that they don't really need a bench, and that in the playoffs the bench doesn't matter that much, which is true. But uh, this bench was probably the worst bench in the NBA last year, and uh, they haven't improved. So. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh... Unless you have anything else, Jeff, I am hungry, and I guess I will say one last thing since we've talked about it. Uh, according to Poker News, there's this $100 million pot played. Greg Merson won and is pulled away again. He's up to uh, close to $115 million in chips. Uh, Sylvia's in second place with $49 million, and Jake 
Uh, Balsiger has 34 million, and the hand, according to Poker News, uh, played out. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a big potty bluffed. Okay, here it is. Greg Merson had the button at the start of the hand. He limped on the button. Jesse Sylvia called from the small blind, and Jake Balsinger raised a $3.7 million out of the big blind. The action fell back to Merson. He called. Sylvia folded. Flop claimed 983 rainbow. Balsinger bet $4.5 million. Merson called. The dealer dealt the four hearts on the turn. That made a flush draw. Uh, Balsinger took some time, then he fired $7.5 million. Merson stood strong and made the call. The river completed the board with a six of spades, and Balsinger was first up. Once again, he took his time yet before firing $13 million. Merson put his head down and played with his chips. After a minute, he announced he was all in. Balsinger snapped forward, and Merson quickly tabled the queen wow. jack for just queen high. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, yes, oh, boy. That'll make, that'll make a good uh, TV hand for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyhow, thanks for listening. Uh, Druff, I'll let you handle all the PR stuff for next yeah, week. I mean, that that takes the balls to do with the main event three hand, three left. Yeah. Wow. It does. I, I have to say, I, I, you guys can listen to this. If I ever make the final three, I don't think I have the balls to do that. I, I don't think uh, I don't think I'll be making plays like that. But uh, anyway, um, next week, Wednesday, not Tuesday, because we want to watch the election results. Wednesday, 7 p.m., November 8th, will be our next show. Thank you for listening to our program once again. Yes. And, uh, and thank you, everybody, that donated for the free roll. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you to the anonymous donor who gave yes. the uh, gave $100 for the free roll, 50 of which you used tonight. Uh, thanks to Rolla Tomasi for $20, Bootsy yes. Collins for $30, uh, Fatman548, uh, I think, gave some money that we'll use next week. Uh, and also, shout out to Spooky Gook and uh, Gut, who both hit... Two five-team parlays this week in this little contest I had and won 25 Beautiful, bucks that's each. that's right. A contest, Brandon running with the 25 he won, and thank you to Brandon for that. And, uh, oh, I got stuck. I added an extra 25. I'm, I'm, I'm down for the year now, Druff. Although oh, I did no. cash today in the in for fourth place. All so right. I got the money back. So That's all, and shalom. shalom.